Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. I remember the first time I ever saw the Onion movie. And uh, you talking about Shrek? <laughs> oh crap, we gotta record this podcast thing. What is up? What is up? What the fuckers? What the fuck next? What the fuck, arenas? Lock the gates. Uh, Lock them up. Lock up the gates. By day, uh, Spyro the uh, regenerated by night. How's it going, Reem? We're only at the top of this show, and it's already Spyroing out of control. Uh, Buddy, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, or at least a digital representation of you oh sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. really yeah isn't everything just a uh secondhand representation like even when i see you it's just what my subjective mind is yeah putting what, forward it's what your eyeball and your and your lens and your uh, yeah. all that is putting together to your brain uh-huh. always freaked me out how images go through the eyeball and then flip upside down. Yeah, I never got that. And then your brain straightens it out. I know that there's, I think, I, and it's hard to talk about on the podcast, but that thing about how, like, when you move your hand to a certain level, you mm-hmm. stop seeing it, but your brain still thinks you see it. So your brain pretends it's still there. I think about that all the fucking time. I got to find the are word. Fucking weird, man. Yeah. And then you put drugs in them and they get even fucked more fucked up. Oh boy. Oh you know? boy. Or they get fucked up on their own and you got to put drugs in them to make them better. Brains are weird. Reality, yeah, weird. Yeah, everything's uh, weird. This podcast, this podcast is weird. Having fun, yeah. having a good time. Oh, I'm having a blast. Yeah, I think it's so much better. I hope the listeners enjoy it so much better. Sold a shirt. I saw. Oh, nice. That's right. Uh, That's right. I don't know. I just saw it out there. Oh, also, friend of the show, uh, my one of my friends from life, Shank, bought a shirt too, separate from the Ooh. other one we sold. So that's good. He bought a shirt, went under the knife a few days later, had surgery. So that's exciting. I hope he wore oh, it. Oh, the... Shank got shanked. How's he doing? Shank got shanked. He did. He's great. He's doing well. Good. Uh, but it was, uh, he sent me the photo and I was like, ah, and in my head, I'm like, eh, don't wear that to the surgery. I don't need weird doctors listening to the show, you know? Start, start emailing us. Oh, telling doctors us they don't like are it. weird. Doctors are very weird. Hey, yeah. what do you do? What do you do for fun? Slice people up? Yeah. Wear a long coat and pajamas. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't wear shoes, but I wear uh, like a hairnets on my shoes. That's fucked yeah. up. Stupid doctors. Speaking of hairnets, you hear Josh hairnets coming back? Josh Harnett from yeah. 40 Days and 40 Nights? Uh-huh. Thank God. No, I think it was a little bit longer than that, but yeah. Wait. I don't remember what random thing yeah. that he's going to be in, but some people, some people were excited. I, I think eventually we'll get around to it on a uh, trending that's coming up i feel like he's a uh judge hartnett is one of those fellas that'll have like a brendan frazier slap you know uh renaissance slash christian slater renaissance like we're having right now on this podcast to be fair christian slater has never gone anywhere well no but that's the thing we don't get but he's not as popular as he was at one point no brent uh brent uh uh, he's not hosting snl brendan frazier also never really went anywhere he was making movies the whole time yeah, you know, I mean, he did. He went to mountain, the Montana, and lives on a ranch. But, but that's the thing. I thought you were bit... talking about he went to the mountain race to which mountain? That one. Oh, with the rock. 
Wait. Oh, what? Oh, he yeah, was, you're you're fucking it up bad. We are Spyro. The center of the world. Do we got to start all over? No this way. Far this in? is good. People liked that fuck up. They did. You're thinking of the journey to the center of the earth, I believe, where uh, the it's Brendan Fraser in the first movie, and I think yeah. in the second movie it's either The Rock, the Rock or that was that Will Ferrell. That was that time period. Yeah. Where every like struggling franchise just got the rock punch up. Yeah. Like the rock was a hack actor for a while and then he became Hector. a star. Hector. Well, he's just a personality. It's so amazing that like the rock and John Cena are just like these two like fucking perfect like uh, public figures. Like yeah. they do all the right shit. Yeah. And somehow they do shit all the time. They're in yeah. everything. Arnold, then, Schwarzenegger, I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger walked so that they could run. Yeah, because like they, 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 the things that Arnold did, uh, they did better, easier, and more likably. Yeah, you know? they're all out there just like knocking out make wish lists. Yeah, yeah, you helping know? causes, donating money, tweeting Co at people. Yeah, we help causes. We do help the causes. Uh, my causes. Uh -huh. <laughs> Whoa, that's fun. Uh -huh. Uh, now, uh, uh, Reem, what have you been up to? You been up to watching anything, listening to anything, uh, playing anything? Oh, yeah, well, the new Bewitcher album that was fun. Ooh. Some good old, uh, good old metal. I don't know if you remember, they were one of my yes, top six, them. uh, 2019 albums. Yeah, uh, finished up that World War One apocalypse. Spoiler alert, we won. Pa, fucking thank god, we need a win. <laughs> Isn't it uh, weird when you watch World War One stuff and you're like, that was a hundred, that was a hundred plus years ago. It's also weird watching it concurrent with uh, the death of Prince Philip oh, and just man. how, like, my biggest takeaway was it was the rich and the elite having their little tiff with mm -hmm. each other to the tune of millions of poor people, yeah, uh, dying on the front lines, yeah. and it kind of like, uh, in the process, killed. All the monarchies. Yeah. In all fairness, system. Britain, at least they were real honest about how they hated the poor. You know, like that was like in their structure. You know, yeah. we kill the poor. In America, they pretend like what they don't. They pretend the poor is like they, the, 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 the base, but it's not. They just kill us. Well, they just villainize the poor here. Yeah. That's you funny. know, they're all, they're all sucking up the system. Uh, I did get around to the Thunder Force. Oh, sure. Yeah. You like that or no? Boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was perfectly serviceable, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and Jason Bateman steals yeah. every single second. Like, every moment he's on there, he yeah. plays, in case the, you haven't seen it, he plays a crab guy. Yeah, he's got he, crab arms, pinchers. <laughs> and a couple of times he just walks away like a crab. And yeah, uh, yeah that was fun. And then the uh, Andrew guy was fun. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I had a, I had my phone on me for like a third of it. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed that. I'll tell so, you a movie I saw that's very similar that I, I liked it more than I liked Thunder Force, but uh -huh. same thing. Funny, serviceable. No, I, if I saw a negative review of it, you gotta be an asshole. Uh, I saw coming to America. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I, under, I mean, I'm not going to put it in my, maybe I don't think I'll put that in my 10 favorite movies of the year, but I saw IMDb or uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviews where they're like, not a laugh. And it's like, what? That is just joke machine, you know? Yeah. Um, really enjoyed that. Plus, uh, previous on my old podcast, of course, your main Fowler's in it. 
uh, friend of the show Arsenio Hall's in it. It's a real yeah. good movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, what, what the hell do you expect? Yeah, you know? well, that's the thing is we've been burned so bad by comedies. So now that, like, the comedy people are more in control, like, Coming to America was made by people in comedy, not studios. Uh, Thunder Force was made by com- people in comedy. Of course, Netflix was there, but, like, those were comedy people making it. It's not like m- comedies by committee where Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman star the way they were in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Um, and so you might as well fucking laugh, you know? You gotta laugh, Freem. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not only that, but, like, when you have these movies that are essentially what used to be our tentpole movies and they're coming out on streaming services. Mm-hmm. And if they're just average. Yeah. You still got to watch it for yeah, what? Fuck off. If you have a problem with that, you know, it's a good time. Yeah. You know what I say? If you don't like a movie, if you watch a Netflix movie or an Amazon movie or a Hulu movie, a newer movie, you don't like it. Well, fucking you got all the other movies on there too. go watch like alien or legally blonde or something that, you know, kicks ass. And then yeah. you're even you're square. <laughs> right. Uh huh. Or like same thing, Godzilla is like a bit of a snooze. Yeah. Fast forward to a fight scene. Yeah. I'm I'm back on board, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh let's see what else. Uh what I watched oh, you, you seen the uh documentary The Orange Years? No, I watched like a uh when we did we did it in our old podcast, we did a fun size episode about uh the Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. And so I could not find that documentary anywhere. So instead, I watched one of those things where it's like a YouTuber explaining that documentary. Just as good. Yeah. And so I but I and now that it's out, I'm like, well, I don't want to watch it now because we already did our fucking I already did our show about it. That's what Shredder pays his henchmen in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Footnotes. Footnotes. That's fun. Uh Uh, You enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. It's just a documentary about the the Nickelodeon channel and all of its shows. And you get to see. like Mark Summers and yeah. uh, uh, Larissa Olenek and uh, the whole gang. The gang, you know? the team. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's on the Lou. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, I saw, okay, so I mentioned last week that uh, when we were recording last week, we had just started Ted Lasso. Finished it, loved it. I mean, uh, enough people are raving about it, but I want to join, I'll put my voice in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so we did a week. Uh, I, I This is now my new thing. Every There's always a new streaming service. Yeah, we they always offer a free period, and then I just watch every single fucking thing I want on the app in that free period, and then cancel it. And so I watched Ted Lasso on this is on the Apple Plus or whatever it's called. I watched Long Way Up. Are you familiar with the Long Way series at all, Reem? Uh, no. Okay, it's you and McGregor, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi fame. Oh, I thought he's meant me and McGregor. Oh yeah, it's you and McGregor. Uh, it's you and McGregor. His best friend Charlie, who's like dad, is a director and an actor and stuff. And they go, they, so in 2004, they did a motorcycle right after Revenge of the Sith ended filming. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Lucas bought him and his buddy brand new BMW motorcycles. So Sweet. they did a documentary where they rode from England uh, around the earth, like circumference wise, uh, to New York. And like, you know, took like a plane across the Bering Strait and stuff. And it's it's wonderful. They are in like Mongolia and shit. It's great. And then maybe in like 2009 or 2010, they did a documentary where they went from Scotland to the tip of Africa. And that was called Long Mm. Way Down. And now there's one that just the tip of Africa. Yeah. Don't forget your sunscreen. Yeah. You don't want to get all burned. (laughs) The sun. It's so hot. 
But in the new one that just came out in 2020, it's called Long Way Up, and they go from the tip of South America to Los Angeles. And, buddy, it's beautiful. It's yeah, that's great. how you measure it, too. Yeah. You go <laughs> yeah. from the... Base, from base to bed. That's, that's what I right. always say. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like a travel documentary. And especially when you haven't, I haven't left New York in a year and a half. So it's like a great to just see people traveling. It's great to see oh, South yeah. America in a way that you haven't seen. I've never seen South America like that. And just two best friends hanging out, talking. And you get yeah. to see them. And you have the benefit also of, I've seen the other two documentaries. So it's travel it's shows. growth. Yeah. Travel shows have been essential in the last year. Yeah. It's fun. It's wonderful. Fucking so I saw that triple D can't get enough. I love triple D. It is a triple D light. Yeah. Big old hangers. Is that what you're talking about? Titters that don't quitters. Is that what you're talking about? No, I was talking about fucking diners, drive-ins and dives. Oh, I thought you were talking With about Guy Fieri. Oh, I thought you were talking about triple D uh, bre- uh, boobs. Because <laughs> those also have been very important to the yeah. quarantine. <laughs> Absolutely. I. Uh, and then the other thing the, I want to say real quick, the other thing I watched on this goddamn app, you don't need to get the Apple Plus app. Don't do it. It's not worth it unless you have an yeah. Apple TV and it's Myst- already there. Mystic Quest. Is that what you got around to? No, I didn't. I, I had to make a decision because I it, it's ending at the midnight today and I didn't have enough time to finish it. But uh-huh. I watched Defending Jacob, which is uh, Chris Evans, Captain America himself, mm-hmm. and uh, Michelle Dockery, who's on Downton Abbey. And it's the, it's basically a, it's a drama it's like a, a dark story uh about uh you just gotta hit the contrast button <laughs> yeah their son uh might maybe murdered a kid at school and it's them trying to deal with that and it's very very good i watched it last night it's like eight episodes and i buzzed you know got through them all in a night and uh it, it's better than the reviews there's a lot of review it's 75 percent around tomatoes which isn't bad but it's better even than the reviews are giving it well um, you know fucking uh mr ed the horse, hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that true? Yeah, I looked Weird. it up. They, they made one hundred and forty-three episodes of Mister Ed. Yeah. Series rating on Rotten Tomato, one hundred percent. That's fucking insane. Yeah, I'm not horsing around. This is all true. That's so weird. You have to put peanut butter in its mouth. Imagine uh, putting peanut butter in something's mouth so that it would could act, and yeah. then critics give it the highest praise possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Mr. Ed was the glue that held that show together. Damn, true. Yeah. I, I, I've i never watched Mr. Ed and I've never read no. about it or anything. But wouldn't it be like, it's one of those things that I feel like you read the IMDb and they're like, they went through 400 different horses throughout the making of that movie. They yeah. kept killing them, you know, stuff like that. That was one of my uh, first shows I remember from Nick at Night. Yeah. Not I, like that. My two dads or no, not my two dads. My uh, three sons. My three sons. Yeah. Uh, see, I guess probably because you had cable as a child and I didn't get cable till a little later. Right. So I didn't, wasn't in that era the, of Nick and Night. What was it? The Many Loves of Obi Gillis? Yeah. Doby Gillis. And I think, yeah. am I wrong? Isn't that, wasn't that uh, Gilligan? Bob Denver? Yeah, it's Gilligan. Yeah. yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Bob Denver legalized weed. Thank you. <laughs> rest in peace, buddy. Oh, wait, rest in peace. Uh, yeah. It's like a peace sign because he's uh-huh. a stoner. Um. Uh, my 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 era of uh, that stuff, TV Land and Nick at Night, was uh, uh, Green Acres, Petticoat Junction, oh, yeah. uh-huh. stuff like that. Yeah, because they would just well, I heard change it up. Green Acres is the place to be. Oh yeah, well, uh, Farm Living's the life to lead. That's what I'd say. Oh, I'd duh. look at I'd look at my fucking dad and be like, "Hey, buddy, this is the life to lead." And then he'd fucking throw a, a, a flashlight at my head. Yeah. 
Uh, goddamn, anything else? Let me wrap it up. Give me one more thing you did this week that you're excited about. Or, or do you have news? Any life news? Any excitement? No. Yeah, me neither, man. We don't really uh, have any life I just, stuff happen I just, anymore. I just feel like I'm in that, that, that the longest two weeks of the quarantine is trying to get that second vaccine, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, what about the two weeks after the second uh, shot well, that you need? At least I'll have had the second shot. Uh-huh. But I mean, yeah, we're a month out from doing an episode in the same room, bud. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, and that, of course, will be our broken arrow Christian Slater, because we're just going to go ahead and become a Christian Slater podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's without without question now. Oh, yeah. Uh, the nostalgic uh, broken Slater. arrow, which is the uh, third movie. Yeah. And the uh, Christian Slater, Samantha Mathis uh, trilogy. That's right. Uh, and, uh, of course, once we do that, we will have covered all of them. Uh, well, oh, wait, that's fun. May, we'll just do Samantha Math this month on the podcast. There it is. We have been uh, kind of kicking around yeah. Super Mario Bros. I think she was on The Mentalist, maybe. <laughs> She's like uh, the lead union rep for the SAG-AFRA. Yeah, I believe it. She's yeah. great. She's really good. She's in yeah Empire Records. Okay. Uh, was there anything else? Uh well we have trending topics. No fuck yeah I understand how the podcast and, and then we talk about pump up the volume. Oh god I haven't watched it. Trending. But it's trending topics. Trending we got topics. the topics and they're trending now. Not trending bottomics. Trending topics. I thought I thought we had decided we were gonna do that song that I just made up. Oh, oh, you thought we decided <laughs> that we were going to do the song you were making up as you went? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's always funny when you listen back to this show uh, or, you know, we're listening back. It's not, every, it, it's everyone not else always funny. Oh, never. Almost never, actually. But uh, I like this part when this part comes in because we're so like, it's so like corny sounding, but in a fun way, in a way that's new. Yeah. We're just a couple of Iowa boys doing a podcast, you know? Yeah, we're trying. Bound to get a little corny dong, 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 dong. <laughs> uh okay buddy uh let's talk about first let's talk about these trailers we saw um, oh yeah a uh, ball hitch uh pull behind had horses in them they were great <laughs> <laughs> you ever fuck with Come a trailer on. you ever have to hook up a trailer yes did i tell you about that thing you, know, you like, gotta crank the little thing yep you gotta crank the balls yep. crank it down to the balls my my dad one time so my family we have this like i don't know it's like a long uh uh what's it called uh just like a long no it's like a long dirt road that goes down like a ravine it's like you know rounds through some like land so there's like really tall uh ravines on both sides of you and it's probably like a a mile and a half long and when i was like 13 my dad made me back a trailer with a truck put with a trailer all the way down this windy road because just he's like, to learn. Yeah. He's like, you got to learn shit like this. And then he never, I, he never let me drive it. The truck with the trailer ever again. When I turned 16, never did it again. I, to this day, I've never driven a truck with the trailer again. Yeah. So like, what that, was the use? They're called trailers, not leaders. You know, yeah. fucking do a three point. And yeah. Drive down that shit straight. It was insane. Uh, okay. So what trailer are we going to talk about first? Fast nine. Yeah. Now you, you, where do you stand with these movies? I have seen the first one. Mm -hmm. Didn't care for it that much because it was mostly about car racing. Yeah. Uh, Some of Tokyo Drift. Okay. And then 
uh, Hobbs and Shaw, which I liked. Oh, sure. Okay. And it was ridiculous. Sure. And uh, fortunately, I don't think you need to know anything else. Like, yeah. These movies are all ridiculous now. So I, I, I think I might just go to the just, theater when this one drops it. and just, uh, yeah. I, that's how I, I'm, I'm so yeah. out of it. And I'm sure we've mentioned it before, but I'm just, we have. I saw the same thing, saw the first one. And I think I, I saw the second one in the theater, but I don't remember none of it. I was totally unaware of the beautiful tonal shift mm-hmm. that the franchise took. Yeah. When, as I spoke on earlier, uh, when you put the rock into something to kit, you know, yeah. to punch it up, it does it. The rock can punch much like rise of Cobra. Mm-hmm. They put him in F five. Yep. And ever since then, it just like became ridiculous and they're all borderline superheroes. Yeah. And now like even in the trailer, totally the trailer felt like referential about yeah. how stupid the series has gotten. The trailer felt like, I think it was Tyrese explaining everything and it felt very much like, He's just explaining all of the random things I've seen the videos of on YouTube. Like yeah. we fought a sub uh, submarine, we fought a helicopter, shit like that, you know. Also, I fucking love that it's keeping Jordana Brewster. Oh yeah, and ludicrous. Yeah, like working, getting them you know? paid every couple yeah. months. I uh, there's another like, thing, a funny thing with the uh, Fast and the Furious is in my head, I feel like they made the first two, maybe the third one, and then like. 15 years went by and then they started making these others. But when you look at it, it was like there was five years between the first one and Tokyo Drift. There was seven years between the first one and the uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Then then they started really coming. Oh, yeah. 11. Fast and Furious. Oh, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17, 21. And you fucking know they they probably had like six planned that would have come out if it wasn't for the fucking pandemic. Yeah. Like they've got Fast 12 now. Yeah, they got Hobbs and Shaw sequel coming. An all-female one is coming. Yes. And, uh... It's the Fast Saga. Yeah. Saga! It's not that fast of a saga. No. It's like yeah, it takes 14 hours. Each movie's like More two than hours that. long. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Shorten these fuckers up. Uh, but yeah, but they have like... everything I want in a movie, but I've not seen enough of them. Yeah. And they're, they have nothing I want in a movie, but it isn't terrible to uh if these are on tv i'll find myself watching a little bit of one yeah. don't have to give and then the one the weirdest thing about it all is that uh somewhat through them uh what's his name passes away <laughs> you know paul walker dies yeah and so there's that weird element of gravity to them all of like death that i think no, is very there, interesting I, there's really no element of gravity in right. those movies they like the physics yeah, we're using exactly. magnets now <laughs> <laughs> that's a line from the trailer uh okay what's the next one uh well our favorite our boy uh z sny he's yeah. got uh army of the dead i'm on board now is this going to be a sequel to his dawn of the dead do you think no no it's is it's but all. it isn't because you can just attach well, like, the word the dead like it's a spiritual sequel okay but it's not set in the same world okay do you know that or are you guessing that i'm guessing by the fact that these are all like highly evolved zombies finally zombies that fuck that's what i'm excited about. i'm gonna go against you here i think it would do him all the justice in the world oh to well make played this, well yeah, played to make this the same and it's been fucking 15 years or something so the zombies could have got horny and smart by then yeah you know uh-huh yeah. also they're making a spin-off television animated series 
Oh, are they? For yeah, a, yeah. A, see the, the thing, guess yeah. who one of the uh, voice actors is. Oh, James Gunn. Uh, no, a little guy you may be familiar with, uh, Christian Slater. Whoa, fuck, <laughs> man! I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, look at all these connections. He's in Justice League as the yeah. voice of Deadshot and the DCAU, and now he's some random character in that zombie show. That's good. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, so wait, now is but, Arm is Army of the Dead a movie? And then they're gonna have an animated series yes, about it. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they know Netflix just paid Zack Snyder a bunch of money and yeah. you know, they might as well jump on that thing because people will watch it. Plus, like pitch alone, you know, bullpen style. Mm-hmm. Uh it's great. Like yeah. it's a zombie heist movie. Yeah, and in Vegas is very fun. I like that element of it. Yeah, uh, seeing what Vegas Vegas is a full of zombies. We got in, in pre pandemic. I'm excited to see what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, and like what we have a zombie white tiger, zombie oh, showgirls. Yeah. yeah, green screen Tick Nataro. Yeah. Gotta, oh yeah, because they they cut Chris uh, Delia out and put her in. Yeah, that's fun. More like Chris Delita. Bye bye. See you later, loser. Oh well, unless you're on Twitter, because they're gonna suggest him every fucking second to you. Oh um, yeah. I was talking about that recently, where it's like the same like four comedians. If, if yeah, if the the comedians that got on Twitter first, yeah, just like have it all. Like yeah. Paul F. Tompkins, Michael Ian Black. Like nothing against these. No, yeah, fine. Yeah, but like. They get suggested all the fucking time. It's, it's all just, just like, who you know. Yeah. Some dummy that works at Twitter thinks he's a, a comedy uh, nerd. So he's in charge of or she's been in charge of pushing all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's all like the same comedians as like 10, 15 years ago that yeah. are like the top comedians. Kind of like that. Uh, I don't know if you went down the rabbit hole of Andy Sanford's post somewhat recently. Oh, sure. Yeah. When people were like uh, when he made a joke about uh, uh, wait. Remind Not, me that the cancel joke. culture doesn't exist because and, regular people only know one comedian or whatever. Yeah. And then all these people were like, that reminded me of when I did a couple years ago, I did uh, um, Steve D. Sienna and Joe Firestone's uh, science fair. Yeah. And oh, you did that once too. You did the great totally. uh, open mic bucket. That's I right. did. Um, I did. Would the people I went to high school with think I'm cool now? And one of, and I asked, I surveyed like 25 people I went to high school with. And one of the things I asked was, Who's the who's your favorite comedian? And these are like not losers. These are like smart people I would high school with who I consider smart and nice and cultured. And like fucking three quarters of the answers were fluffy and like Eddie Murphy. And then George Carlin. One person said Burt Kreischer. And I'm like, that's because people don't watch stand up. People don't know about it. People give a shit about. Yeah. And they watched the special 15 years ago, which is quoted it ever yeah. since then and yeah that's why rich fucking straight out of like uh uh their parents house rich ass comedians can have half hour specials and hour specials because nobody gives a fuck it's all yeah. just moving the money around and hoping that one of them becomes a movie star that was the dream was that chris D'Elia becomes a fucking movie star and so of, you know his dad's a director think of how many times in this city somebody just got done watching the tonight show yep Funny comedian. Mm-hmm. They go to bed. They wake up. There's a knock at the door. It's like, yep. oh, hold on, honey. Got to go let the dog walker in. Yeah. And it's 
It's a comedian from the Tonight Show that they watch the happens at least twice yeah. a day. People ask me at my, at my office job. People ask me, they're like, uh, so like, do you have friends that are famous and like, been on TV? And I was like, yeah, and I hire them as temps for the company <laughs> so that they can make some money and get insurance for a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, god damn. Uh, okay, other trending topic stuff. Uh, Did you watch more Invincible? No, I'm still a little bit, because I because since I had that Apple Plus thing, yeah, I wanted yeah, to yeah, just run through it. Um, but I am excited about it. I really do enjoy it. Also, in defending Jacob, that series I spoke about in the last segment, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who's the main, the bad guy, uh, Ion Man or whatever? You know yeah. what I'm talking about? That Omni guy. Man. Omni Man. The guy who's the uh, J. Jonah Jameson. He's uh-huh. he's he's a he's in uh, defending Jacob as well. So you Ooh. got J. Jonah Jameson and Captain America in this movie. That's the bee's knees. Yeah. Uh, he plays a fucking a sadistic murderer uh, named Billy the Butcher. Um, but uh, no, I have not watched more Invincible, but I'm very, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I kind of like having something that it's in the background that I can put, yeah. that I know I still have to finish this by That's myself. my Friday Jones show. Yeah, yeah. Like we got two shows that come out every Friday, but that's the one that I'm like, yeah. Wasn't that your favorite, uh, your favorite comedian, Friday Jones? <laughs> He yep. always he always had that ketchup uh, that catchphrase. It's Friday. <laughs> he always had that ketchup too. Oh yeah, oh, that out. was his big thing. Yeah, he wears the, the red overalls with the one thing down, and then his yeah. shirt said Heinz. You know, but it was H I N D S, so it was like a butt fucking joke. Friday Jones, dude. Right. I would not be here today. Yeah. If it wasn't for Friday Jones. Friday night. Is that what I said? It's Friday. <laughs> um. Goddamn. Okay, so I uh, oh uh we had now we we as we know on the show we have a well. friend of the show Darren, uh-huh. Darren Patterson his oh, yeah. uh, Facebook account uh as we refer to as the DMZ DMZ uh, uh, it has he's got a lot of news so I'm gonna quickly run over the news he brought up for the day um, also he's totally yeah. unaware that we do this right oh yeah because we he was okay. gonna be he was gonna be one of our um uh huh final return guests and then uh we couldn't get the days right so then we and then episode 200 came so well see you later but uh but coming out from uh dmz uh steve urkel actor jaleel white launches purple urkel cannabis brand with 710 labs did he do that (laughs) he did do that uh uh but now now it's like because he's all stoned Mm. you know and it's like jaleel you're pizza you ordered here and he's like whoa did i do that yeah oh and then when they finally bring the pizza in he's like uh got any cheese (laughs) parmesan baggage uh boy uh and then also from the dmz desk uh live action gundam movie okay okay here we go this is how news is received you're like live action gundam movie suiting up wonderful at suiting up fuck (laughs) you know yeah oh boy it's gonna suck shit uh there's no way there's no way netflix is gonna allow that to be good if it was live action gundam movie being made and then in the end they sold it to netflix fine but the fact that netflix is buying this guillermo del toro is gonna direct it it's gonna have the greatest cast you've ever seen and it's gonna suck absolute shit there's one of those animated movies that's coming to netflix now that like i remember seeing the trailer for for like two years ago yeah where it's like the thompson versus the machines and it's got like some of the people from the spider verse in it and i just saw an ad for it that's just coming it's just gonna stumble out to netflix now oh, gosh well that's i understand that's the best yeah. case scenario 
You make yeah. the movie and Netflix buys it. Because if if Netflix is producing it, you're gonna get like that third Cloverfield and it's gonna suck shit. Um, also from the DMZ desk, American Gladiators documentary coming to ESPN. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, the last crossbow. Wait, what was one of some of their games? All I remember. Well, you do. You got the joust. The last joust. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember the. Uh, I remember the guns with the fucking tennis balls. All I wanted to do was just go ham on one of those fucking arenas. You know. Yeah. It'd be so fun. Uh, and then last but not least from our DMZ desk, uh, Pete Davidson lands starring role in Joey Ramone biopic. It's got to be great being the young, it ugly actor. Yeah. What can't he do? I mean, I know a lot of things he can't do. But what else? You know, but like you, if he's got a look, it's, an, you know, yeah. Do kids now? No offense, uh, Pete, uh, if you're friends, if we have friends in common or something. But do kids today like 11 year olds? Is he there? Adam Sandler? No. I, he could be. We don't know. He's the star of SNL, even though he's not great. Mm-hmm. He's he's Is in he? every movie, even though I don't think he's that great. I mean, I, I don't know. He's not for me. I don't think I mean, I'm he is no Paul Mooney. Sometimes. That's for sure. I like how him and Mulaney were like trying to team up so Mulaney could help him. And then Mulaney ended up having to go to rehab for cocaine. <laughs> like, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I just can't separate him from Jack Comstock. Oh, they do. Oh, they do have a similar vibe. Comstock's got to hate him. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Goddamn. And then, uh, okay, so for trending topics, let's go to the last thing we'll talk about, of course. Uh, Fantastic. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, brother. Yeah, I got to say, I'm not not enjoying it. Is this a bit? Yeah, it's a bit. I was going to do the, uh, like, uh, what's up with these, uh, this show about Captain America what what it's political all of a sudden? Oh sure, I see. You were gonna play that route, yeah. Yeah, yeah go woke, go broke. Oh, all of a sudden he's woke. Yeah, so funny. He literally is punching. Why is it racial? He's punching Hitler on the very first issue of the comic ever. Uh, ah. it, yeah, it's so dumb. Uh, also, uh, I'm the, I'm my- more I'm mostly just disappointed that Zemo's getting just put into another cell again. What's well, fine. Pull him back out in like fucking six years. Let's see what else he's gonna get into. What mess he gets into. <laughs> what uh, antics yeah. he gets up to. If anything, also, he, he's not around enough to get annoying. Yeah. You know? Also, I have a feeling that like Wakanda jail would be pretty cool. You know, he's not. He's not going to Wakanda jail. He's going to the 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 whatever they call it, the barge or whatever. He's going to the oh. same prison that they were in in uh, Civil War. Yeah. Oh, that's no good. I think that's where. Uh, like the abomination is and that he's is, supposed to be coming back pretty well, soon for like the thunderbolts well zemo was one of the leaders of, was one of the main guys in the thunderbolts so it's potentially setting that up well so, they have to now people the internet has spoken yeah and we love zemo i'm already getting ads in my facebook for zemo dancing shirts sure which, yeah that is the weirdest fucking thing to me is like when a TV show trends episode three yeah, and there's a catchphrase that the internet gloms onto that is only going to last for a little bit, but that doesn't stop people from making yeah. t-shirts about it. So they well, because Zemo- people buy them because yeah. dumb fucks buy them. Like how many people do you think have baby Yoda shirts sitting in their, in their, there were a lot of like early quarantine shirts 
Did I say sitting in their fridges? I think I said Maybe. Baby Yoda shirts sitting in their fridges. Hey, who knows? <laughs> My brain. Women. Yeah, you're right. Like one-off Kofifi jokes. Yeah. Bindle, binders full of women shirts. You know? Like, However, I'd make fun of them, but if we go to a secondhand store and find any of them... Oh, it's hilarious. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, so. that's the dream, you know? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the dream. Uh, goddamn, yeah. It, uh, my, I love it. I thought this episode was extremely... We oh, talked yeah. about it. We've, we can't be... Two montages. Way better than ever Two expected. Yeah. Deuce. montages. We got a boat-fixing montage. You got a horny, horny uh, uh, Bucky flirting with the, yeah. his sister. And, and we got... The fucking uh, Falcon training montage. Yeah. Not only that, but they're really setting Sam up to be such a badass. Can't oh, wait yeah. to see what is obviously a Vibranian fucking Falcon outfit. Yeah, from with... the from the Wakandans. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the one thing I have a problem with is, is I we're what five six episodes in, still haven't seen Falcor. Ultimate. Still haven't seen Falcor. When's he showing up? Why would they put his name in the beginning? Edie? Huh? Edie. No, Falcor from uh, the Neverending Story. Oh, are you talking about Edie Falcor? Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Falco, Falcor, Falcon—they all get together. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. Uh, Falco from Star Fox is there, flying around, being a dick. <sighs> oh, it's uh, F Zero Falcon. Oh yeah, okay, sure. Uh, I like it. I think it's fun. I'm excited to see where it goes. The Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. That really shocked the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, not, I gotta... not, not even her character, which is very interesting in all the different ways her character can go. Lady Hydra, some people call her or whatever. But also just the fact that all of a sudden Louis, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in the MCU is hilarious. It rules. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but on her show, The New Adventures of Old Christine, uh, I think it was her brother on that show or maybe just her friend was Coulson. Oh, yeah. So maybe we're gonna we can do a setup to bring Colson back in somehow. You yeah. Know? Hell yeah. Point. Yeah. Um. So that fucking rules. And then last, I guess we we did we we don't need to go into this too deep, but uh, there's been a lot of Knights of the Old Republic talk on the yeah. internet. And Reem, I know you have a soft spot. You and Jason Gunn love that. And you, uh, the other thing you love is gatekeeping it and telling people that if they don't know the ins and outs and everything about Knights of the Old Republic, Kotar, yeah, it, as you call uh -huh. it. Then they're not real you're not a fans. Real fan. They're not, not real a, fans. They're fake yeah. friends. Is that uh -huh. true? Yes. Yeah, dude. Fucking Disney, the Disneyfication of Star Wars. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. And her. They woke. need to take Star Wars away from her. The force isn't female. It's woke. You know, go woke. Yeah. yeah. Go broke. You know what? Now, I don't want to sound. I'm not going to. I'm not adding. Oh. Here's the thing that sucks with bad faith criticism on the internet. I also would love to see someone else in charge than her. It has nothing to do with her. I didn't like those three Disney movies. I like The Last Jedi to it, you know, fair enough, but I but it has nothing to do with yeah. her being woke or the way I would like to just see somebody new. I Here. Kevin Feige, we you accidentally yeah. had a guy with a perfect temperament for this. Here's what the problem is with Kathleen Kennedy's Star Wars era is they totally just missed the mark on the trilogy. They just yeah. didn't have a cohesive plan. Yeah. They let three directors make three different movies 
or two directors yeah. make two different movies and then try to do nothing but course correction in the third one. Yeah. But Mandalorian's good. Yeah. Solo well, and Rogue thing, One right. have their audiences. 100%. Ray, Rebels uh, was good. Rebels is great. Uh, everything but Clone Wars follow up. Everything. I've, I'd say everything but the cohesiveness of the trilogy is solid to good. So you know what? I take it back. I'm not putting this on Kathleen Kennedy. I'm putting it on her maybe because she's in charge. You know what I mean? Like if it's the if it's the, they, the challenge yeah. the t- or the apprentice, the team leader takes the fall. But it's whoever was in. It's J.J. Abrams and those guys should have let J.J. Abrams make two movies. Yeah. And then let Ryan Johnson come in and stomp out all the stupid mystery boxes. Or they should have fucking. Uh, I feel like higher from the get go, even when I was stoked. They, why J.J. Abrams? Why give us the same guy who got lucky with Star Trek or, you know, did well with Star Trek? try. It just it looks good. It looks good to investors. Yeah, I know. But like it's but it's not her fault. I honestly don't believe her. And my old idea of I, I like the idea of new eyes on stuff. And the, so whoever right. that would be, I want the new sequel eyes trilogy at. was something you had to make. And it was something that you almost certainly would get wrong. My other thing is, since we're talking about Star Wars real quick, is on Disney Plus, they have uh, Star Wars Vintage. It's a new, like, tab. Have you seen this? Yeah. And in it, they've got the Ewok cartoons and stuff like that, but they don't have the Clone Wars cartoon, which is so insane to me. It's coming. They uh, they announced it somewhat recently, but the Jendi Tarkovsky or whatever, uh, Clone Wars cartoon the little mini series god damn it everything i just said is wrong i fucked it all up that clone wars cartoon is already on there the one we're talking about oh it's the droids cartoon from the 1980s that i want to be on there because i don't want yeah, to go love to youtube that shit. i don't want to go to youtube every time i want to fucking watch it fucking watch it the nostalgic front podcast is brought to you by ryan c jennifer l matt s grammar hole Edward S., Joan, Emmett, Christina, Hank, Mike, Brian, Sophie, Adam, and listeners like you. Hey there, you're listening to WRRR Pirate Radio. We are knee deep in the middle of Christian. Slaypril. Boy, we are. We are almost. I mean, this is the part that I hate. This is the part of the road yeah. trip, the part of the comedy tour yeah. where we're halfway done now. Yeah. And I that really makes wish me sad. If we were a Thursday podcast, we'd have one more mm, you're episode. Right. You know? Is that why you wanted to do Thursdays? No. Oh. You well, it'll work five? out in a different month. Well, you know, but uh, we only get four Christian Slater episodes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't get to talk about very bad things. No, but we Just might very good day. things like this. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Now, brother, same thing as last time. I got fucking five pages of notes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't take notes. Now, because I, I had a record amount of notes mm-hmm. for Gleaming the Cube. Yeah. Didn't get to use any of them. We did not denote my notes. Wait, is why didn't we get to use them? Because I hit them. Oh, or because just, you remembered we, them. I remembered enough, and we okay. just we I, we had a great podcast. I'm I not, I agree. 
I just no. wanted to make sure there wasn't nothing because Listeners, I like using blink the notes twice as, if you agree. I like using the notes as the as the uh, roadmap of the episode. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so I want to see this pump up the volume, 1990, yeah. uh, directed by Alan Moyle, who was very interesting when you looked him up. Absolutely, he directed a bunch of movies in Canada and worked on a lot of like these like seminal Canadian films that are like uh, from the 70s. Then kind of took the whole 80s off to write a book, and then that book ended up being published with the volume and became the first like most successful screenplay he sold. Yeah, and he did. Did he direct and write or uh, Empire Records? Yeah, after that he directed Empire Records, um, which has always blew my mind because uh, I always thought Empire Records was a uh, uh, fuck. Who's that guy that did Days and Confused? Richard Linklater. I always thought Empire Records was a Richard Linklater movie, and it's not. Which is, it well, shocks me. It has the all same the thing. same. It has those same kids. It and it has a lot of the same themes. But also, Linklater came from Austin indie film. This dude came from Vancouver indie film. I think that's very interesting that they both ended up making a very similar style. Uh huh. Whereas Days and Confused was the 1970s. This was the 1990s. Empire was the 1990s. And I think you see a lot of the stuff that pump up the volume built on now if we're just talking about his au revoir or whatever you want to go au revoir, his career alan moyle the one that really surprised me is jailbait the mtv tv movie do you remember this no it was huge it was after ed or after uh, joe's apartment it was a it was a movie <laughs> made by mtv for mtv uh-huh. and it was about like a 18-year-old dude who's who fucks a 16-year-old girl and then goes to prison or you know has to go to jail but it's like a comedy and like I think you see her almost naked the whole time it's one of those movies that would make no sense today every it's red flag city and yeah. I'm like why did he direct that you know um but regardless we know why he directed Pump of the Volume cuz it kicks ass it does. um did I talk have I come forward with the mistakes we made on and when it comes to the years of these movies yet on the podcast? No. So we started our this month with Heathers, and uh-huh. then we did Gleaming the Cube. Turns out they, Gleaming the Cube, actually came out before Heathers. Oh. The Wikipedia dates were, uh, I don't know why, but the Wikipedia dates led me astray uh, when I put them in order. So it's very interesting. Well, the whole fucking them. month is off. <laughs> right? We're just going to have to do Christian April. May- oh, fucking shit. That would have sounded so Christian good. Christian Mater. It's Christian it April is. sounds great, I think. We just keep it going. Then it's Christian Mabrojun. Yeah. Christian uh, Summer later. But one thing I will say is that all three of these movies, lots of similar themes in them. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. And well, done in different ways. Both this and Heather's are like full on post uh, John Hughes. Reactions. Yeah. Teen movies and disenfranchisement and not trusting of like the systems and starting to fold like that age where you're slowly starting to learn that like maybe all of these systems I've been raised and brought up to believe in are actually like full of shit and don't have my best interests at heart. Yeah. It's a lot of that generation uh, Gen X uh, mentality before that was like monopolized, like the way it is now where it's like all corny and dumb. Yeah, well, um, this was people that were. It's so funny just thinking about this movie uh, in relationship with uh, Nevermind because, yeah, like you can just see all of this, 
artificialness that uh, is everywhere. And like, there's nothing to do for a lot of these suburban kids yeah. and everything, you know, and One thing- nothing is authentic and people aren't allowed to be authentic. It's very, uh, it, it, it's very footloose in totally. that way. Totally. And I love the I I about similar. Which to I that. I hope Footloosean catches on, oh, like yeah, uh, as well. Darwinian, yeah, or Kafka esque. Sure, Footloosean. I know that it's something we will say on the episode on the podcast a billion times going forward. Yeah, it's the new Sega. You know, <laughs> uh, cut to the podcast. So, you you have another dumb fucking tweet that goes viral, and then the podcast actually gets successful, and people start getting Footloosean tattooed uh-huh. on their arm. <laughs> Now, uh, uh, fruit by the foot, Lucian. Um, ah! <laughs> oh, that's June. June is I, fruit by the foot. I went Lucian, into this, so. yeah, uh, movie. I'd only remember like barely seeing parts of it mm-hmm. when it was on HBO in 91, 92, or whatever. So, yeah. like, I don't really have a fresh, I mean, uh, like a background with it. I'm curious, what's, what's yours? You have it on DVD, that's I right. I do. And also, it's interesting that you ha- you only remember this movie in parts because yeah. I watched this movie on YouTube in 24 parts. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like 24, yeah. three and a half minutes. Like parts. a fucking Bible thing. Yes. From I the do book have, of Pump Up the Volume. I have. It was like a serial. It was like Flash Gordon. <laughs> Uh, I have this on DVD and it, it was it, for to just put you in a place in time. It's in one of those little cardboard DVDs that Warner Brothers with, produced with the, the plastic clip thing. Yeah. And yeah. what happened was those were not solid enough to protect the DVDs. So there was a class action lawsuit that I was a part of and you could send your case in and they would send you nice versions of them. But they would just do that on a case by case basis. For sure, yes, they would. But you remember me? I worked at Blockbuster Video, so I had access to thousands of cases. Yeah. So I got pretty much every W, every Warner Brothers DVD. They, they, they even gave you the key to the case. They gave us the whole CD. They would just or DVD. They just send you a new DVD. Which, so I got every Warner Brothers DVD that was released on Clamshell. Like twenty of them got sent to my apartment. You should consider yourself uh, fortunate that you have pump up the volume on DVD yeah. because uh, it's nowhere to be found outside of YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I felt right and just in the fact that I pirated yeah, you did. this That's movie you off of this uh, cool streaming site. I don't know if we can say it, so I won't say it. Yeah, don't get him in trouble. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if Kazi's like works for the FCC? <laughs> Yeah, like that. He brings them down. Uh, I want to read a thing real quick, a quote from an interview I found with Christian Slater that touches on some of the things you just talked about, because listeners, if you're like, oh, pump up the volume, I should watch it before I listen to the podcast. It's going to be hard. And so here's this is a very uh, last August, August 2020 was the 30 year anniversary of this podcast or of this movie. (laughs) And there was an interview done, uh, I believe, in in, uh, was it on Variety? Variety or Vulture, one of the two. When he's uh, plugging his TV show recently, uh, was it Mr. Uh, yes, Di- Di- Dirty John. Dirty John, where yes. he's a murder victim. Which I have not seen the show, but I watched the, I listened to the podcast, so I do. Him and Amanda Pete. Yeah, one of her best Pete's. Her, <laughs> Pete and Pete. <laughs> yeah, Pete uh, Davidson. Oh, yeah, we love that guy on the show. Uh, okay, so here, I want to read this cl- this this quotes from you. Yeah. This is like a little section. Uh, in that article, Christian Slater says that this is, that's my favorite movie to this day. Look, I love the character. I think that there is depth to that movie that still obviously resonates today. 
Slater says the topic of suicide and mental health issues were rarely spoken about at the time of the filming. Pump Up the Volume wanted to change that. The way he responded with compassion to this kid who really was on the verge of suicide at that particular moment, it wasn't being addressed or handled in, in, in any particular way, he, rem he remembers. Slater sees the compassion Mark had for Malcolm as a way of showing how to accept rather than ignore our mental health problems, especially if you're rewatching it at a time like today. The way the world is going, it's extraordinarily frustrating, Slater says. Pump of the Volume is currently available to rent, but it's nowhere to be found on streamers. Slater says that it's because of the soundtrack-heavy nature of the music, yeah. which featured songs like Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen, Heretic, uh, Heretic by Soundgarden, and Titanium Exposé by Sonic Youth. He went on to say, you can never really introduce this movie to the next generation because they never able to settle up the rights, the music rights. Yeah, 100%. And that's one of the uh, coolest things about going back and watching it is yeah. like, uh, this movie is very authentic. I love it. Like, y yeah. Uh, one of the theme, which is nice because one of the themes in it is kids dealing with the fucking bullshit and inauthenticity of the world that they're living yeah. in, you know, and uh, the inauthenticity of the power uh, systems around them and everything too, you know, yeah. and not being able to trust any of that. Yeah. So like a lot, like this soundtrack, that fucking beastie boys song yeah. isn't even released. No, you can, that's not even like on anywhere you there's, know i hate the pixies but there's a pixie i don't hate them but they're not for me but yeah. there's a pixie song in this that i to like wait so you asked me my history with this movie i got this movie in high school in a dollar bin at like walmart probably on dvd yeah. and then i watched it my senior year of high school constantly well, i watched it it was the, it was one of the movies that like when i go on dates in college mm -hmm. i'd be like Oh, oh, you want to watch movie. a cool movie? Yeah. It's not a date movie, but it's an interesting movie because if like a girl was into it, you'd be like, oh, she's kind of cool. And that, yes, that's how that worked. Only um, that, but yeah. the movie like shows its cred mm -hmm. in the first minute and a half. Oh, yeah. Like, when it's scrolling like uh, his, what's it, Mark, right? Mark, yeah. There we go. I just didn't want to say Christian Slater for a fucking hour and a half. Yeah, I know. Mark Lock the Gates uh, yeah. Hunter is his name. Uh huh. Well, anyways, they're like scrolling his music selection, and he's yeah. got like Bad Brains mm -hmm. and like uh, Soundgarden and like just for 1990, yeah, fucking hip, cool, like end of and the radio dial, collegey. Yeah. Like, we just they, watched yeah. yesterday. Stacy and I watched Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Which mm. is also a very good movie. If you didn't know, that guy, the, the person that directed it, I don't know his name because that's not what the podcast is about, but he directed Critters, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in like a boom, 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 like three year period, which yeah. is insane. Uh, but that movie, which is maybe like a year after this or maybe, that soundtrack is very much the opposite. That soundtrack is every single thing that's on the biggest song from MTV at that day, yeah. which really grounds it in that time period and does an artistic thing in a different direction. But when you listen to this, like I, so in 2003, 2002, when I find this movie, I had never heard Leonard Cohen. I, I, I knew the song hallelujah because it was on the fucking uh, yeah. Shrek soundtrack. Well, a lot of kids never had no at the time. And a lot of kids never heard of fucking a lot of the stuff on the yeah. soundtrack. Like it broke 
a lot of like kids into cooler music which yeah. like you couldn't yeah. find you couldn't find this shit you needed and, an older brother nope yes you know and i or, loved or sister sisters I, are I, cool too at that time i loved beastie boys because i loved like the uh i it could be nice to be alive live, live, whatever that album is and like three mcs and one dj and stuff yeah and so to hear real old because i never really listened to old old beastie boys except for like you know brass monkey the stuff that was on the radio so to hear these old beasties stuff in there what and song? hear him talk about it, I was like, "What? What Beastie Boys song? Ra- uh, Brass Monkey? Oh, that Funky Monkey? Yeah, that's the one." Uh, and like, so this was 2002, 2003, and at the same time, uh, High Fidelity had come out, and that was also yeah. one of my. That's still one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, like the show? Uh, I yes, I did like the show a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, I watched it all, like binged it all, and and I'm really surprised it didn't get a second season actually. Um. But one thing I did was because this was still uh, probably not Napster. It was probably Kazaa or something. It was probably it was past Napster, but the soundtrack not. And I don't mean like the CD sound, the original motion picture soundtrack, but the songs in this movie and the songs that were in High Fidelity became the soundtrack to my freshman year of college and sophomore year. Yeah, literally all every fucking thing in this that Pixie song I hate the Cowboy Junkie song that's in this. Uh, the uh, there what's the Bad Brain song that's like. Uh, no, they kick do, out the jams, but they do kick out the jams with Henry Rollins. But what's the oh, uh, it's by a band called Was Not Was. I don't even didn't even know that, but it's Dad, I'm in jail, Dad, I'm in jail, and I like it. And it's like a comedy song almost, yeah. Uh, and then there's later they do the there's a cover of everybody, uh, of everybody knows that's there, but like literally to this day, everybody knows by Leonard Cohen is one of my top five favorite songs, yeah. And, and it's because I yeah, first Patrick, heard it everybody this. knows, <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is interesting. I guess the director is friends with Cohen in Canada. And oh, I love he had it. To, he had to fight to get it in there. Sure. And uh, because they were like, oh, we got to get somebody more poppy. Yeah, they need you to know? have like a hit. We, yeah. You know? the, 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 but he was able to get his vision in there, which, which is really weird. I really like that. That's You can tell that like film was different. Like, obviously, but like. Well, Indie yeah. film was different at this time, you know? Not only that, but, like, soundtracks were, yeah. like, the fact that it even has a soundtrack mm-hmm. that is what, like, I, I mean, what were the soundtracks before this? You had, like, fucking... Saturday Night Fever. Dan- like, everything was written for it. Yes. It was Saturday Night Fever. It was Dirty Dancing. Yes, yes. You know? It was, like, this, this is, is kind of towards the beginning of where they, yeah, they're doing mixtape soundtracks. Yeah, and which, then, and then... Our brother in arms, Zach Braff, revolutionized or you know, yeah, uh, finished it with Garden State. Went ahead and yeah, did now the full it's on just one. like a standard that every every like hip cool movie gets like its own soundtrack and gets to do whatever it wants with I, and these songs. But I, that when wasn't I was in, the case. When like I was in, you, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. If you look at the other Christian Slater movies, we like we just did Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, you it's know? Gleaming the Cube is the big song. Yeah, brother, 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 written as, for the movies. As much as I ironically like that song, like yeah. uh, stylistically, it doesn't fit with like if they made Gleaming the Cube today, it would have had like fucking all the coolest yeah. like skate bands on the soundtrack. Yeah, Gorilla Biscuits but, and shit. Yeah, uh, but they don't. They have fucking studio musicians writing cheesy songs that are already dated, like uh, as soon as the movie came out. Another song that I want to recognize that's on this that was like when I downloaded it, I would I felt like a king 
was the iced tea. Uh, Yo, baby, let's get butt naked and fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay, I think we should. I know because we've kind of set this up as the let's we get like we had to just, just jump through the movie. We'll do it like we've been doing. Um, uh, I think I had another. Oh, this movie also. Since this movie was one of those things that I didn't know anybody else ever even knew this movie. You know what I mean? Like nobody ever talked about this. I never saw this movie on HBO when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so it was cool. when so I the was FCC do- was trying to shut it down. It was. Yeah, that's right. They don't want us to find this movie. It was cool that they, when I Googled it and saw that it was uh, it was nominated for Independent Spirit Awards, which is great. It won the Golden Space Needle Award at the Seattle International Film Festival for Best Film, which is awesome. Ebert gave it three and a half. Is that true? Yes. Good. I was glad. I, I forgot you, to look that up. You're the fan. Um, and, I, the, oh, and then while I'm talking to you, well, I might as well. I'll just look at the Rotten Tomatoes, unless you know off the top of your head. No, I don't. I think it's I, 81. 81? I'm going to say it's in the 80s for sure. If it's not, boy, that's a real plum one. 81! Yeah, right on the yeah, nose. I think I knew. Okay. that's Yeah, it's... Um, I loved... Also, like the thing I read from that quote was, I love yeah. that he said that this is his favorite it's, movie he's done. It's a really interesting watch, too, because its themes mm-hmm. are like timeless. You know, they're like a lot of the themes in it are still really relevant today. Yeah. But the uh, like the way that the movie's structured is like so dated. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, like just the whole idea of pirate radio. Totally. Which, which is some like we're fucking doing it right. Like he's basically running a podcast it feels, before podcast. Yeah. And then he starts podcasting across America. Like he was yeah. the first fucking podcast. It feels like uh, when you watch when like when you watch like, uh, I don't know, a good example, but like the Count of Monte Cristo or Sense and Sensibility or something from like the 16, 1700s. But all the themes are things that people still go through today. That's yeah. what it feels like. It feels like it's so long ago. And if you were like, I can't imagine like my nephews watching this and just being like, what the fuck? And this is what we do. Like the way this influenced my movies and yeah. the music I listen you know to. How and- fucking like uh, self-reflective this movie was <laughs> this guy. He's in his basement. He's yeah. talking about come. Yeah. He's talking about come into a microphone for 50 people to hear that's right you know oh and by the way his fucking first broadcast has more listeners than on our best episodes you know uh it's crazy uh and also look like if you want to look at it just as how far we've come like Ah. me and you (laughs) me and you have uh microphones that we plug into a computer he didn't even have a computer no you know we have a microphone that's all the mixing is all built into it. We plug it into the computer and then we can do this. He had like a whole fucking room. Now he has like switches, seven of them. What, just like click. Yeah. Click. Every, oh, man. He's got all these that, little things that look like that Game shit got Cube. me hot. Yeah. All this shit that looks like GameCubes, but they're not. They're like switchers or something. Yeah. Um, also, there's a funny thing. So uh, so the movie opens with everybody knows, which is the Leonard Cohen song that just fucking rips. Uh, that's literally the first thing on my notes is everybody knows rips in huge letters. Um, yeah. And that dude, his, okay. So when, when, if I wouldn't have rewatched this and I was talking, I'd be like his basement is what I would call this. It's his bedroom. Yeah. It's on the same floor. Later they open the door and it's on the same floor. So his room is ha- more than half the house. Like it's insane. Uh, 
his parents Imagine are what that so feels like when he moved from New York. Oh, yeah. Right. Like he was probably in a tiny little fucking closet. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like this now, you know? Yeah. He's, now he's in Arizona, like being able to stretch out his legs for once. He is kicking our ass every step of the way. <laughs> like, in this oh, movie. yeah. Uh, golly. Uh, the uh, OK, so he's there. He's got a pet iguana, which is just like me. I had a pet iguana. Yeah. Uh, I was at this point. My freshman year of college, I like my when they asked me what my my major was, I said radio. I was in the school of radio at Iowa Western Community College because probably because of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I just like when I'm going through my notes, this was such an influence on every single thing about me. Yeah, uh, I hated yuppies. Also, uh, yeah, we're three movies into Christian Slater. Mm -hmm. They are all high school movies. And there's about on average 700 cigarettes smoked per movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, like, there's a part where he yells he can out get away with smoking in his basement because his mom yeah. is up there fucking chain smoking and sipping wine out of a giant fucking goblet. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so he's the parents so, are hands off, but they're cool and they they're care, good. I but feel they like don't they're good. care enough. No, which is probably nice. They're giving him the space. They, well, they made, he made a deal, as he says. Yep. His parents are getting on him because he's not uh, assimilating to yeah. the new move. You know, he's very so, yeah. So within hold on. himself. So this movie has what the last two didn't really have too much is. There's a little more setup that is explained. They recently moved from New York to yeah. a middle of Arizona, a, small, a town in Arizona. And he just doesn't fit in. So he doesn't know anybody. He doesn't have this thing. Well, so he started this pirate radio station, which was, yeah. if you don't even know what that is, the airwaves, you know, 89.7, the river, 101.9, the edge and stuff. In all the static in between stations, if you had the right hookup, you could take that over and they would do pirate radio. And it was yeah. highly illegal. Kind of like uh, your iPod in the How car. So? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way that you would plug your cassette in and use it. Um but but to broadcast was illegal because the FCC and the government owned that imaginary airwave. Yeah. Um. And so that's why, like, it's so funny that the bad guys in this are the FCC who, like, nobody. It's even funnier about. that the guy from the FCC's name is like Jim Watts. Yeah. And that he's goddamn like complete. It's Teen Wolf Dad. Yeah, we'll get to it. But brother, he's so he's so condescending that that guy's a wolf. Be careful. Yeah. He's, a, he's a fucking werewolf. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. He's a werewolf. Their wolf, their uh, castle. There's a really so he's so that's the well, setup, and he's got yeah. this whole setup in his room so that he can record and 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 he's becoming like a, a when the well, movie starts, he's already kind of yeah. become this like local celebrity, but nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Well, again, this whole movie like authenticity, mm -hmm. you know, that's what it's all about is people trying and wanting to just be able to be who they are, which yeah. we get to do so much more now with the oh, internet yeah. and being able to find people and yeah. we can take it for fucking granted, you know, and, and find our others. But like, that's his thing. Yeah. Like he can only be himself when he's being hard on Harry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he, and he, he, it, his like persona. And you can tell that if he came from New York, it's probably that Howard Stern type attitude, you know, yeah. And he's making jerk off jokes. He's coming. He's cursing. He's saying he's saying fucking shit. But he's also genuine. That's the thing that is he's he's being his genuine 
self and he's being yeah. a not just that he's not just being his genuine self because like howard cern was being his genuine self he was just a fucking prick back in the 80s he's being his genuine self but he's also chaotic good yeah. you know or he wants chaotic good yeah which is is not what you would usually like in in like terminator 2 that's not what fucking the kid wanted you know john mm -hmm. connor want he wanted to watch the world burn christian slater doesn't want to watch the world burns he wants to watch these bad systems burn so that people can grow and and be who they want to be they want to be kids you know yeah um and so i uh, everybody's listening to the show there's a really funny part where our uh, nora so samantha Mass math's character uh she calls somebody and she goes are you listening and then they say something and she goes dang it and now, I love my, my favorite thing about this is not only are people listening, mm -hmm. but there is a uh, black market tape uh, oh, sharing tapes of it, community yeah. of it, mm -hmm. which like that's that's what we did. Yeah, this you know, it, very similar. That's what like, Dr. Demento was like. Yeah, then. the shit would go into the ether forever and you would lose it. So you better fucking record Letterman or it's gone forever. Yeah. yeah. You and know. And it, and it just everybody in the school, the jocks, the losers, the nerds, the the cool kids, everybody was listening to this thing at night. And I and I love that element of it. I thought that was so interesting. He was speaking right to them. And since he was from the school, but nobody knew who he was, yeah. he had like insider information and yeah. he had the insider information because his father was like worked in the district, was like a head of the yeah. district. Yeah. Um, I also really like the fact that they have what they found the little spot in the middle of the field where it's yeah. like, yeah, it comes in better out. Yeah. Here. It comes in best right here. And so yeah. that all the school, all the, everybody goes to that area to listen to it. Cause the radio it's which, because yeah. he's close enough to there. And they just wait for Seth green to pull up with his fucking oh, yeah. his big old speakers. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Seth green, <laughs> big dude. speakers, big mullet. Oh, um, page who is the, like, uh, the, the going to Yale girl, the Heather's yeah. girl, if you will. Yeah, yeah, with uh, all the stress. Yes. Once again, not being able to be allowed who to be who, who she, she wants is, to be. Yeah. Living having to live under colossal expectations. Yeah. You know. I was I was in love with her when yeah. I when I saw this movie. And I was in love with her as a little kid because she was on the heights. You remember the heights? How do you uh, talk to I, an I'll, angel? Just for that. She was one of the characters on that. So they got two Zappa kids in this too. Oh yeah, Ahmed's in it. And I didn't know the second one, but that's great. Yeah, the um, uh Nora's best friend with the glasses. Yeah. Is another Zappa. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. And there's a girl, there's a woman in this. I don't know her name. I can't pull her name. But I think Audrey the, from Little Shop of Horrors. Well, no, we'll get there. But there's a girl, a student, the student. So so to tell you the plot, the school is also running a scam where anybody who scored low on the on their SATs or ACDs or who are just looking like they might fail, the school is is pretty much forcing them to to drop out. Yeah. So that that way it doesn't hurt their scores. So they can get that sweet government get the, funding. They still get the money because they when they when the when they get paid by the state, yeah. they have a thousand kids, but then if they kick 500 of them out, then they still get all that money. I, I love when it was like, am I sure that this uh principal is a bad person yeah and then and then she's drinking scotch in her office yeah and you're like oh yeah she's bad she's and she also also this, this was a a similar scam like this was run at a, a high school near where i grew up it happened and, uh, near in vancouver oh yeah yeah it was a oh, no in my in uh, toronto i believe uh yeah. where when he where he where he grew up and went to high school in toronto the writer moyle. alan moyle 
uh, this was the thing that happened there. This happened in a school near me. And because of it, the fallout was so bad because they were embezzling the money. And the fallout was so bad, the schools had to, like a bunch of schools had to like combine because one of the schools couldn't function on its own anymore. And that was like in the 2000s. That was like in the early 2000s. Um, uh, so they're, they're there. And then in this scene, you see Malcolm uh, typing on a Tandy, an old, just exactly like the, the home PC we had, writing a letter to Harry because Harry will take letters and read them on the air. Yeah. And it just said, I'm going to kill myself. And regardless of what he wrote, the letters and that screen, the blue screen and the text. Do, 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 do. Doogie that, Hauser. Yeah, that was Doogie Hauser fucking yeah. vibes. Just totally like washing over me, the nostalgia of it. Um, uh, and he's got a lot of... I, I'm sure that more jaded people could watch this and be like, this is all Gen X bullshit, which it probably is. It's a guy who was in his 40s writing a movie in 1990 about why the world sucks. Um but there are so many things that like I loved and especially hearing them when I was but, at 17, him saying there's nothing to look forward to and no one to look up to. It's also like carving out your place in a world that sucks. Yeah. More than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's uh, it's not like the world sucks. So give up. Yeah. It's the the world sucks so do something yeah because it might not oh it doesn't always have to suck um it's got a very positive bend on it that i love it feels very real um the uh, i was trying to think if i was trying to put my head in that mind space of if i'd never seen this movie before how i'd feel and i think if i'd never seen this movie i'd be like oh he's gonna kill his parents (laughs) like there's a part where he like actually acts pretends he's going to He's Who, on Malcolm the air or no, 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 no. I'm talking about oh. uh, Harry or yeah. uh, Mark. He's talking about how he, he like pretends to hit them with something. And then on the air, he's like, how should we kill my parents today? Johnny, here's Johnny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I put down that he's noble. And the converse when he find, when he calls Malcolm, that whole conversation is so heartbreaking uh, because basically he if you write him a letter, He'll call you. If, yeah. And you leave your phone number, he'll call you. And without the, voice modulation. Yes. But, uh, you know, it's, we're just going to overlook that. And the voice modulation is very weird because he sounds yeah. pretty much exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Uh, everybody's like, oh, no, it's that kid that sounds exactly like <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh, everybody. Oh, do you think there was kids who were like, I think it's Jack Nicholson. I think Jack. <laughs> they must be filming a movie in Phoenix. And I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a joker. I think it's the fucking. Did you see Batman? It's, it's a fucking Did you joker. see Batman? I think it's the Joker from Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, so he so he calls Malcolm, and Malcolm's like, "I want to kill myself," and he's like, "Well, you know, maybe you don't." He there's a thing he says that's like, "Maybe tomorrow you won't." Um, yeah. Uh, and it, it's just very very like um, heartbreaking, but also well, like if you ever had those conversations with friends. Yeah very realistic as opposed to the way that, and not that it's bad, but Heather's dealt with suicide in such a different way. Well, it's also like a lot of this movie is about like loneliness and being alone and not being able to find the community that you want because it's fucking pre internet world basically. Yeah. Yeah. So like Malcolm is just fucking alone, you know, he's got nothing. And Brian and Brian is, or not Brian, Brian's from gleaming the cube. Uh, Mark, well, also Brian probably too. He Mark's also alone. He's yeah. the same. Mark is everybody, Malcolm. Everybody is, 
that's why they like the show. That's exactly. why they're tuning in every night at 10 because they don't have, nobody has a thing. You and know? that's they don't, why when Malcolm, so Malcolm kills himself, the next day at school, they find out the yeah. teacher who is also uh, the teacher who is, like you said, uh, in, uh, in fairness uh, yeah. to uh, Mark Christian Slater. Uh, right before he takes the Malcolm call, he gets prank called. Oh, by, about the sexual by the, assault. Yeah. By the yeah. two girls. Yeah. So like he's also a little bit like off at the beginning of the Malcolm call. Yeah. So he had received a letter that was like, my brother makes me suck him off every night. So he called them and it was just some girls that were like making a joke. Um, and so he like didn't know where to take the, the Malcolm call. Um, but then off screen, Malcolm kills himself. And the next day at school, the teacher who is uh, Audrey from uh, uh, every, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, every production of Little Shop of Horrors ever made. And she's wonderful. And I didn't even realize that was her. I recognized yeah. her, but I didn't know why I recognized she her. Wears she wears that uh, mustard suit like uh, yeah. a lot. She's great in this. And uh, she is horny as fuck for hard on Harry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and she's also kind of horny for Brian or for Mark. God damn it, Mark. Brian's a different movie. Um, it's weird because this kid, I don't know if you noticed this, but Mark in this movie, he looks exactly like Brian in Gleaming the Cube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. His, I'm not and I'm not just making the joke that it's the same actor. His going to school clothes are the clothes that when in Gleaming the Cube, when well, he tore his posters down and really, shit. I didn't see that. What I saw was uh he his alter ego, because he's basically like super he's a it's a superhero movie. Oh, more like a Clark Kent. Yeah. yeah. So oh, for sure. when he goes to school, he's got his glasses on. He's yeah. all buttoned up. He's not wearing his outfit. You but, know what I mean? So yes. it's almost like a Clark Kent and he has this secret identity. And uh, yeah. So maybe in Gleaming the Cube, mm -hmm. when he remember when he ripped all of his posters down and threw away all of his clothes, maybe that was him also going into some sort of a yeah. secret. identity. Also, way better posters in Gleaming the Cube. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these kids' posters, I don't know what's going on with yeah, them. Yeah, a lot of times you can tell when a room was direct was like set de uh, decorated yeah. for like a 35-year-old lady. <laughs> You're like, yeah. wait, what? Every every kid in every television series in the <laughs> 90s had an electric guitar with like a thousand, like a $1,500 Marshall amp. And just like random sports. Yeah, like just sports. a blanket with soccer balls on it, mm -hmm. you know, football shelf. If I swear, if I ever get to make a movie, I'm going to have a room that is going to look like my room. Yeah. You know, the room I had when I was a kid. Um, uh, there was a thing I wanted to, I, I was going to say earlier that because of this, the way the soundtrack plays, that I would write, I wrote a screenplay, like one of the first screenplays I tried to write when I was like 22 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in it, I wrote songs into the screenplay, like the way they did this. Oh, you're and not I wrote to do that. Uh, Chelsea Hotel by Leonard Cohen as like my way of paying homage to this movie. Um, so Malcolm's dead. They find out because Audrey tells him she does, you know, a couple numbers from a yeah. uh, uh, little, little shop, shop of horrors. And that's a, uh, that's one of those parts where, you know, that Mark doesn't suck. Cause he's not like, Oh yeah. He's, he's not like worried about getting in trouble. No. Like you, when he f hears about that in class, it like, he's just upset. He's that, devastated. He's yeah, sad he's, that this kid killed himself. He could have done something. Yeah. And um, then and he he had mentioned on the air that to to Malcolm that he just sits on the steps and reads a book and you yeah. know and this this is also that era too where all of this type of shit just mm -hmm. 
it was better just to not talk about it. Yeah. Like mental health. We just don't talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, or we'll get through it later. Like uh, homosexuality or sexuality in general. You just don't talk about it. Yeah. And, it, and, 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 and that's how you're supposed to deal with it is yeah. just uh, lock not, it away. Deal with it by not dealing with it. Um, so, so Nora, Samantha Mantha's character, he also has a, he has one, a regular uh, letters get sent to him from this woman that were known as the eat me, beat me lady. And they're all yeah. just these super horny letters of this lady that wants to fuck him. Yeah. And, and he reads them on the air and gets all horny and then pretends to jack off. Uh -huh. uh, but, you know, later he probably really jacks off. You know, he turns the mics off and he's like, all right, cock, let's fucking do this. Uh, but uh, so he mentions to Malcolm that he sits on the steps and reads a book. And so yeah. at lunch, I, I also love the fact that he's in one of the most uptight school districts, mm -hmm. like in the country, basically. But but they're cool enough to have Lenny Bruce books in the library. And well, and they get time to dance. Yeah, there's like a little dance. Damn, that's really nice. Which is them. very not Lucian. No, not for Lucian at all. <laughs> Anti for Lucian, if you will. Yeah. Um, the uh, but so so the same day they find out Malcolm dies, Nora susses him out and sees him on the steps, Doxism. and then asks for some gum, and he's got the blackjack gum, which is no Harry talks about his blackjack gum. He talks about his blackjack gum and his diet wild cherry Pepsi. That's right, and the way uh. <laughs> When she like calls him on it, because she's like the most, she's like Harry. She's like the most confident in her daily life. And you see that every time you see her, she's confident yeah. herself. She doesn't need yeah. anything else. And when she, the way that he looks up like, uh -oh, when she figures out who he is, is so fucking silly. And then she follows him. And what I thought was funny is he goes to the PO, the PO box to get his mail. And I but was like, first he has to put on some fucking kick ass shades. Oh yeah. He's got some great sunglasses, but he goes to the P.O. box to get his mail. And I was like, we don't even have a P.O. box to get mail. You know what I mean? Like, he is so much more professional at doing <laughs> broadcasting than we are. You know? Yeah. We, I just tell, give him my home address or your home address. If it's an NFR who I think is safe, I give him mine. If it's an NFR I don't think is safe, I give him yours. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but so uh, he goes to pick up his mail and Norris follows him. And then he's got another eat me, beat me letter. And one thing I thought was so funny is she, like, proves that it's her by knowing exactly what it says. And it's like, so you fucking memorize all these horny letters you write him. That's weird. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, it's her art, you know? You're right. It is her art. Uh, then, and then the next night, everybody's wondering, cause the, there's a news channel. Now news starts getting around. The school starts getting aware. Like, yeah. Oh, he, this kid was on this radio show last night and then he killed himself. I bet he killed himself because of this radio show. And so then all the, the listeners are like, oh, fuck, is he going to go on? Well, the tonight? good thing about this movie is it's just a small world. You know what I mean? Oh, it's come. Oh, like yeah. It, yeah. Like everything is like together. Also, no other than those weird exterior things. But don't you think Gleaming the Cube would have been better if they would have just been like, this is a random city in Arizona? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would have helped a lot of weird story issues I had, like the one cop stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so, so everybody's like what's he gonna is he gonna go on tonight he's not no way and he does and the one thing that crushed me is and this movie emotionally hit me a lot and and probably in ways now that it even though i love this movie when i was 17 i love it now but it hits me differently mm -hmm. but he opens the show that day with uh i will speak no more which is another leonard cohen song from the same album of everybody knows and it's a much more somber sad song about like i'll speak no more 
And then he plays a little bit of that and then and goes into everybody knows and starts the show. And it's like, that's emotional. That's letting everybody out there get a feeling of where his brain's at. And yeah, we're depressed, but we're still going to fucking, you know, do that. We're still going to lock these gates, you know? Um, and he starts talking on the show. And first off his mic, that's the way he holds the mic, man, uh, as a guy who what? ran an open yeah. mic for too uh-huh. long. Uh-huh. We're just going to ignore the yeah. science of his microphone. Yeah. Especially his... when he's pacing back and forth yeah. with a stationary mic in front of him. Yeah. Where yeah. It's like uh, when they're in the Jeep and it sounds just as crisp as if he's in a fucking studio. <laughs> uh, but so, so, and while he's on the air, he starts talking about it and about Malcolm and about like, you know, how he feels about it all. And that fucking news reporter, his name's Shep Shepard, uh, is like, uh, this is great. He's making it worse. And it just shows that all they care about is the story. Yeah. Um, and that's when you first well, see that um, it's also they're not caring about Malcolm. Yeah, they're, it's the same shit that we've been dealing with it's, forever. They're not dealing with the panic, root problem. They're dealing with like, oh, well, he listened to the mm-hmm. hard on Harry show. It's finding the blame. It's satanic panic. It's yeah. uh, violence in video games. You know, yeah. it's, it's just that it's TikTok. It's the same. It's all of that. Um, instead of taking actual accountability for what it really was, was depression um isolation isolation feeling unloved feeling unwanted um and then uh uh i love that's when you find out that miss emerson is listening in and that she's also super horny for harry yeah and she's drinking wine and fucking smoking them cigs smoking cigs rubbing her wearing her mustard yeah outfits her clit um whoa it's all right this whole movie is about fucking jerking off he says which is yes why it's such a great metaphor for podcasting thank you and for growing up for americana uh basically all we do is jerk ourselves off metaphorically speaking that's right um uh he says the thing on there that says of course people keep thinking i'm disturbed of course i'm disturbed we're all disturbed and it's like yeah i like that he's down with the sickness Yes, he is. Uh, and then he also says he thinks they think you're moody. Make him think you're crazy. And that's what sets Paige off because she doesn't want to go to Yale. She hates all the pressure the teachers are putting on her and everything. And she has her fucking Glaming the Cube moment where she rips all of her posters off her fucking wall. Yeah, well, they and were lame posters anyways. They were. But the, because that's what it was. They weren't posters she cared about. It wasn't the yeah. stuff she wanted to have on her walls. It was stuff she was told she had to have on her walls. And so, and then she puts all that shit in the microwave and sits on the chair and just watches it explode. And like, no offense. She's lucky she didn't lose her eyeballs. A hundred percent. That feels so much more like the point of Heather's in an hour and a half long movie. That scene did for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like, like that, everything that Heather's conveyed to us, that exact scene conveyed to us through Paige. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, uh, and then also the the place where they all go were outside the school, the parking lot, kind of to listen to the show. That's where I first realized that the school is Hubert Humphrey High School, and it, yeah. it's they should have called Harry, the movie Happy Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. yeah, but no Triple H uh, nope. cameos. Too they should have called the movie uh, uh, Good Morning uh, ha- Harry High School. Where is, I gotta look. There's a part in my notes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, oh, okay. It's when um. Uh, okay, so there's a part where once 
they're later on in the movie, but they're all doing a countdown for him to start. They're all in the park and they're waiting to hear yeah. him start. And he, they do the countdown. And I wrote my notes. How funny would it be if he came on with good morning, <laughs> Vietnam? Hell yeah. Like you can tell also, that there would if this was real, that's the one thing that's out of it is there would have been a thousand good morning Vietnam. Also, man, I just love a good uh, flappy analog clock. Oh, yeah. yeah and that's what yeah. they use every time because he signs on at exactly 10 p.m. And he taps he, uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, uh, I remember watching this in high school and thinking that since I said piss and shit and fuck and was in a band and didn't give a shit that I was like exactly like him. <laughs> that I, yeah. I remember thinking like, oh, I'm basically the happy Harry Hardon of Glenwood, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm writing songs about fucking stuff, you know, so Uh it was crazy. Um, and that's when Kick Out the Jams plays. And that's also all caps. Oh, shit. Seth Green is in this movie. Yeah. Also, where did the kids get that giant fucking inflatable penis? Oh, all yeah. That's sudden, really funny. They're all running around in that field during Kick Out the Jams. Somebody's got like a fucking penis float. Yeah. Uh, and that's when. So this night is when the gay guy calls in. Uh, yeah. And the fun thing, the thing I really liked about that in retrospect for just like how we praise stuff when it does something positive for the time period is it, there's no shock at all when he it's never even discussed that he's gay. It's like we know from the get go that he's gay. We understand that. We interpret that. And he even says he's like, I know I like guys, but, you know, it's and the way that he deals with that, because basically some jocks fuck with this gay kid and. He's like, you're, and he's like, it's so fucked. He's like, it's so fucked up. And he's like, yeah, but you're not fucked up. They're fucked up. You yeah. sound like the least fucked up person I've had call into this show. Yeah. Uh, and the Which cops, the cops are fucking yeah. amazing in 1990. Yeah. Like, you can't even fucking, gay people can't even kiss on TV. Exactly. You know, we're yeah. like eight years removed from that, you know, like, they're it's, like, it's insane. And he, two years, like, less than two years ago, Fucking Bill and Ted are calling each other the F word. The F word. I mean, they, I think it's even said in this once or twice, or maybe not. If not, in well, this it's one. played different. It's oh, totally it, yes, but he, it's the kid, the abused yes. kid, using it uh, to paraphrase the monster, uh, bullies. Mo- fucking Monster Squad. We can do that as a podcast because it's in the first fucking second. Yeah. Um, there's a part there that's so crass too, where the cops are now listening into the show, and one cop's like. Uh, Things like this didn't happen when you were a kid. Like he's asking because he's kind of like, yeah, this is what child being a child is like. And the other cop goes, did you swallow it, Donnie? And it's like, whoa. So he's just like playing with sexual assault and molestation like a cop the way cops do. I don't know if you know this, but all cops are bastards. Uh, It really fucking sucks. Um, Well, not not RoboCop. He's dead. No, RoboCop was a robot and robots rule. (laughs) Um. And he's like confused. You're not confused. You're not the confused. I love all these lines I've quoted. Um, yeah. I'm thinking how strong people can be. Everyone is alike in certain ways. Everyone needs certain things. That's what he's telling him. Everybody needs certain things. It just reminds me of like hold steady lyrics, you know, or Craig Finn. Oh, we yeah. all want the same things. And absolutely. I want Christian Slater. Yeah. To do a whole hold steady album. Yeah. Do like a whole just steady, do Christian uh, Slater doing separation Sunday. Well, there's all this talk about a hold steady musical, like Christian Slater being it, you know? He's like, making hey, a, hey, Charlemagne, yeah. get over here, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then that's when the Pixie song, the Wave of Mutilation, kicks in, which I love that song. Again, not a Pixies fan. Love that mm-hmm. song. Um, and uh, I do love how Nora is so confident. And there's certain things about. Yeah. 
And speaking Mike, of yeah, pixies, is she's not like uh, we don't. It's one of the few. Like every typically, that girl is seen through the lens of a guy, the manic guy. pixie dream exactly. girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where she's like very much her own person. Yeah, like and like knows what she wants. It's just like it's, she's a good fucking character. Yeah, she doesn't. Uh, She's the she's the perfect example of what you would want to be in this world, yeah. um, in this in the world of this movie, yeah. and that's what and it's interesting because nobody's striving to be like her, but everyone is striving to be like her. You know? Oh, um, oh man, that's uh, very Footlooseian. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like that there's there's graffiti on the roof that says they're like we found some graffiti on the roof that says Chris Wood's a maggot pusswad. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm still just blown away. Seth Rogan or Seth uh, Green is in this. Yes. Um, well, I wasn't sure it was him because he's so little, mm-hmm. and he has he has fucking. If you took buckwheats, mm-hmm. uh, not buckwheat, buzzheads, mullet, yeah. yeah, from Salute Your Shorts, uh huh, cloned it, yep, spliced those two mullets together, and put it on Seth Green. Why don't they call him Seth Red? You know. <laughs> Uh, also, he's Seth Green is in uh, uh, Can't Buy Me Love, uh-huh. but he's like eight and he plays like the shittiest, the most annoying character. We started watching it last night and I had to turn it off because Seth Green is so annoying in 1987. Uh, but he rips in this. He's great. And he's great now. Yeah. Um, they splice the 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 into the the Intercom. speaker system. And I love yeah. that the way they did that. Yeah, because he's a fucking scientist. Yeah. Um, well, it's Dr. Evil's son, you know. It's oh, you're that. right. Yeah, yeah. It's in this family. Uh, and then Maz, who's a very interesting character, the like, whatever, the blonde stoner kid. Oh, his uh, number one fan? Yeah. Wait, what? Well, he's like, he's like the first. Uh... Oh, yeah. Like, he's a huge proponent of hard, hard on Harry. Yeah, he's a hard on Harry stan. Yeah. Uh, he's probably on the Patreon. Um, he is interesting because he was, he wanted to go to school. He was trying. He just got kicked out because he was a ruffian, and so now he's fucking with the school. He got kicked out for his oh, dress got, code. You're right. He got kicked out for dress, dress code, code violation. But and so then he actually just, it's because he didn't test well. He didn't test well, and they and weren't the going to evil. Kick him. Yeah, they're trying to kick him out. Yeah, and he he's trying to undercover this. He's figured this out, and so he's like writing letters into Harry, and he's telling the news and stuff about this stuff. And uh, he said that to the cameras. He's like, I used to go here. They kicked me out for no reason, and then. Uh, I wrote the principles are rat. All principles are bastards. Yeah. Um, principles. She doesn't seem to have any. Thank you. Right. Uh, how Felusian of you. Uh, <laughs> it reminds- this is definitely our most Felusian podcast <laughs> to date. Yeah. You know, and then we have to do. It's fl- almost. This sucks. One, now one gonna- could say it's gonna- almost Kafka-esque. How Felusian. We're going to have to do a Footloose podcast now because of this, and I'm going to fucking hate it. Uh, uh, God. Footloose February 2022. <laughs> uh, uh, th- I thought it was really fun that the jocks, everybody liked him. The jocks, the nerds, everything. Um, and then what happens is the cops are starting to look into him. So they go and they find his uh, P.O. box. And yeah. they're like, it's it's uh, uh, designated to a Charles U. Farley. <laughs> and they're like, huh? And then the one cop's like, Chuck you Farley, and I love yeah. that. That's I, such a good joke. I like how fuck you, Charlie. 
he had the fourth, like he never expected to get as big as he did. No. But he also put in all of these security measures to like, you know, the fake P.O. box yep. later where Hiding they the have phone, the yeah. phone transmitter thing. So like such he had a, his bases covered. Such a 90s thing of like yeah. the phone that you had the cordless phone that would like hit on the wall. But then you also would have the second receiver somewhere yeah. that yeah. you could plug it in on. I loved that. Um, and uh, OK, so then there's the PTA meeting where they're really trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Because yeah. Paige blowing up her microwave blew up. Uh, yeah. Now the cops are all really into the show. Uh-huh. And so they do the PTA meeting and one the of the long, <laughs> what? I just thought it was hilarious where we get our only uh, black character in the entire movie. Oh yeah. yeah. And all he does is stand up at the PTA meeting and talks about how he uh, is worried about the show because he works in with gangs in the inner city. Oh boy, I didn't see that. That sucks. There's also <laughs> another like black only line. There's a black student that St. Mantha Morris Morris Mathis points at just to be like, hey, I'm cool with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you know there's some problems with this film that we like. Uh well it's Arizona, you know. Yeah. One of the PTA members is uh the the landlord from Kingpin. Who's like, oh, yeah, she's in the trailer. Yeah, I really figured when I watched the trailer, I thought she was going to have a bigger role Yeah, because that like she would crush. She crushes that role as like the crazy, like overbearing, like Christian conservative. Yeah, like lady. She did it in Detroit Rock City. Yep. She's in some other stuff. She's in almost all the Fairly Brother movies, too. Yeah. Uh, and I thought she died a couple years ago for some reason, but she's not. She's still alive and kicking. So well, God maybe bless she her. did, but she's back. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe she came Worked back for I Jesus. I didn't think of that. Army of the Dead. Um, uh, OK. And there's uh, when. So Paige goes to the PTA meeting and does like a real. Uh, why don't you fucking listen? You're listening to the show, but you're not hearing what he's saying he's not the reason we're doing this. We're yeah. fucked up, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes outside and all the cameras are in her face. And the way she reacts is a little bit like, I think maybe it's a little Manson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like maybe the way they directed her in that, they, the way she's like, ah, and being like screaming and stuff. It's like, yeah. well, you're kind of making it seem like it's a, that he really is leading you like a fucking cult or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, but I thought that was really funny the way she's like, ah, and then, the next night when they're going to listen to him, she shows up and well, God love it's her. almost as if uh, Harry really yeah. turned the page. On a lonely, lonely highway in Glenwood, Iowa, east of Tucson. Uh, one thing, okay, so there's two things in this movie. One thing specifically. There's a lot more than two things. There's one thing that like really made my skin crawl corny wise that I think feel like is out of place in the movie. And it's when after that, after the PTA meeting, the next night when they're all like loading up to go listen to the show, Paige goes to like the school, the parking lot, and uh, Nora looks at her and goes, Hey, Paige. And then gives her two thumbs up. And which, it's like, oh, which cool. is funny because you were talking about the bad direction. However, I feel it was completely redeemed 
when Paige throws up the double fucking middle finger. Oh yeah, that's uh, sick. In that shot. That see, that's cool. It's just her being like screaming, going rah, rah, rah. Yeah. That feels fucking weird. Um then his okay, so then uh Nora goes over and like goes to his house and like confronts him and they have like a fun little thing and like they're she's flirting with him and he's like, I can't talk to you unless I'm on the mic. He gets on the mic and he says the fit hit the Shan. And that's the thing that I said probably all nice. through 2005. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, and then his parents for the first fucking time open his door and go in his room. Which, uh, yeah. Again, like good parents. I think these movies back in the day, like you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. You mm-hmm. like the, the word plot hole, like yeah. didn't exist in 1990 no like nobody's doing stupid bullshit cinema sins yeah videos so like i just think it's hilarious that there's this like radio pirate dj that everybody's like oh who is it we don't know who it is meanwhile like his parents bought him this like this equipment yeah they're like so he could communicate with his friends back Mm -hmm. east which yeah, they're like, they're like, they said they use a bunch of uh, CB and radio equipment. I wonder if Mark knows anything about that. He's got all that CB and radio equipment. Yeah. Uh, also, there was a fun moment at the PTA meeting where Christian Slater's going to leave. And his mom's like, I know why you want to leave. And he kind of is like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And she's like, like you, you want to listen? listen? Yeah. And it's like, oh, even she's still in the dark. Um, I don't think his parents are bad. I think his parents are He should have. At this time, he yeah. should have like called up like, uh, Harry's razors or <laughs> stamps.com yeah, yeah, yeah. because like his listenership is through the roof and before the show starts it's like uh, anyways uh, remember to use a uh, uh, discount code uh, Harry and you'll get five off your uh, Adam and Eve yeah. don't, don't. Oh. everybody knows that the dice are loaded <laughs> there's a line early in the movie when he's jerking off or you know yeah phantom he like slaps his neck one of the guys talks about how hairy his palms are yeah 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 uh i loved that old like that's Mm -hmm. retired yeah you know uh that street joke yeah your old joke no just the whole theory about how oh yeah if you masturbate you get hairy palms i remember distinctly definitely something some random priest made up to like scare kids uh in seventh grade, I remember being in gym when the first time I ever heard that idea and yeah. somebody being like, uh, you know, you know how to tell if you jerk off too yeah. much, uh, you got hairy palms. And then it's like, the, you know, how else you can tell if people are looking for the hair. Yeah. <laughs> like if that was the case, every oh, yeah. fucking at the age of 12, you're, you would be taught how to shave your palms. Yeah. We'd be teen wolf. All of us, yeah. you know, uh, also, I want to say that I, I, like I said, I like his parents, and I feel like especially since they kind of ripped him away from his whole life and forced him to go live in Arizona, I think that they're not doing. They're giving him his space, and they're giving him his. Yeah, you know, I. Which is kind of fucked up, like that close to somebody's, uh, you know, graduating. Yeah, it is a fucked up move, but you know, you never know how families are. You know, families are tough. Maybe they had to go. Yeah. You know, New York's expensive. Yeah, great parents. Kid wound up in jail at the end of the movie. Uh oh, spoiler. Uh, okay, so uh, Nora goes over to his house. They're he, he's on the radio. They're talking, uh, and his parents are finally like, "We're gonna break in there." And so, and she leaves. Nora gets they get in an argument, and then she leaves. 
And then he's still doing the show. And then the parents start pounding on the door. They come in and they're like, we heard you talking to somebody in here. And he's like, no, I was, I was reading out loud. Yeah, I was reading out loud. I was reading. And they're like, we heard voices. I was reading out loud. And then she pops up from behind the couch with like her yeah. shirt half on. Uh-huh. And those parents were so stoked. So they, stoked. Oh, so goddamn that happy. He, they, that he had a girl in his yeah, room. Yeah. The dad was just like, he's a cheater. The dad goes, you've been a bad dog. That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, I'm going to go. And the mom's like, no, like, you no. don't have to go. You don't have to go. Deflower, uh, de young child. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. And then also, this is, so just so you know, my notes are linear. My note, I make, I'm taking yeah. my notes as the movie goes. This is where I said, Mark, like Mark Marin, wake the fuck up, people. Right. <laughs> uh, he plays the fart sounds record. It makes me almost puke. Um, you know what would have been great? Hold on. Another if, thing he does right here, he pops his shirt off onto the show. That's the thing I like to do. I yeah. pop my shirt off on the show. Yeah. <laughs> He's cutting a promo at that point. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think if yeah. at that point, instead of Leonard Cohen, uh, if he decided to play something like, let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the boy. Yeah, that'd be it would have been so Footloosean. Oh, totally. Um, and so at this point, the cops are really starting to come down on him. They figured out they're triangul- trying to triangulate his his they're tracing his calls, his calls. So th- and then they find that it's in a shed nearby his place. Um, and he says that on the air. He's like, right Which, now, they think is they're... Is it a gonna- shed or is it a radio shack? <gasps> wow. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh when you, Thank oh you. my God, when you get a house in Iowa, you got to uh-huh. build a shed out back, soundproof that fucker and call it the radio shack. Oh my God. Oh my God. I will go on eBay and buy you an old radio shack sign to put on the outside Wait, of it. If what you about the that? Shed part. How about I just pitch a movie uh, starring Ed Harris and uh Shaquille O'Neal well Ed Harris is a football player football right. coach yeah and Shaquille O'Neal is a uh mentally uh challenged helper on the football program who also becomes like a symbol for the rest of the football team and you could call it Radio Shack now I know you love you go viral all the time but I think we could we could tighten that up a lot with just uh how about a movie with uh Cuba Gooden Jr. and Shaq called Radio Shack Oh, yeah. That'll work. <laughs> Leave Ed Harris out of this, you know? Uh, we don't get to get into the plot about how one of them might, might may or may not be mentally Speaking Ill. of Ed Harris and plots, Milk Money, that's a weird movie, huh? Yeah, yeah, right? It is weird. Um, also, maybe I've talked about this before on the show, Milk Money, the, the idea, I got to pay this fucking school to get food? I'm a yeah. child. Ugh. I... <laughs> And then the way he says, I'm everywhere. I'm inside every single one of you. And I like that because he's talking to the kids who he's lifting up, but he's also talking to the parents and he's like, and the, the cops and everything. He's like, rent free. I'm there. I'm in your brain. Yeah. And then that's when she shows back up. Oh, the, by the way, the teacher all getting super horny <laughs> listening in. And that's when uh, Nora shows back up and fucking we got boobs. I didn't remember that. How did I forget? <laughs> redhead boobs in a movie I watched and I forgot what a wonderful yeah, life especially you watched it back then yeah you know you why know? I probably took a break at that scene every couple every fucking time I watched the movie However, it, it's always weird you, I'm, I'm glad it's a trend that's not around anymore mm-hmm. uh, where you have naked teenagers in mm-hmm. movies even if they're played by 
adults. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that's gone too. Uh, they still do shit like that in Riverdale. They don't do naked, but they do like sexy. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that person's 15. Uh, but they did, and they played the song by Ian Neville, who I don't even know who that is, but I loved the song "Why Can't I Fall in Love." That's the song they're kind of like slow dancing to, like in his yeah. little carport area. Yeah. Um, and that's where she makes the second absolute corniest joke <laughs> where they're like making out, but then she wants to leave. So she goes, maybe we should pause for station identification. I like that. Oh God. It was so corny. So bad. Well, she's just being authentic. She's being herself. I guess that's okay. In all fairness, you've changed my mind. She's the she's the girl who knows herself, who takes the who has the fucking Invader Zim lunchbox and uses yes. it as a purse. So she would make that joke and she would give the two thumbs up to Paige. Yeah. No matter how cringy I take it, it doesn't matter. It suits the character. Perfect. You're right. right. You're right. I changed my mind. She's also, a real peach. Also a princess peach. Also pretty good boobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the way they're fucking the students over and getting rid of the low scrollers is super fucked up. Uh and that's like it's got. I mean, it's a good. It's definitely it's a good screenplay, regardless. Like all this other stuff that the school is doing in the background is really interesting. Oh yeah, they're fucking absolutely the over and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, then Maz comes back to the school to hang up a poster, and the fucking teacher Murdoch punches him, and in front of people. And then that's when the uh the, that teacher. I don't remember. He's in some other stuff. He's very. Yeah, he's know a you're looking. Eighties character actor. Guy. I love. The fact that uh, he's just that teacher you remember from school that like wasn't a teacher, but was like an enforcer for teachers. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like, like he a... runs the lunchroom. Yeah, you know, or his and shop. Detention. Some yeah. something that's not an actual class. He had so many keys. Oh, There's yeah, one yeah. scene where he walks in, and yeah. it sounds like fucking Wyatt Earp walking in. It's like, yeah. It, and then that's when they uh, Elaine, uh, 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 Audrey from uh, uh, Little Shop Little Shop Wars gets fired because she was like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't punch kids. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, they dismiss her. So she gets fired. Big um, mistake. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge mistake. Big mistake. Uh, uh, and also, I'm going to be honest. My notes get real spotty here because I could at this point, I could not remember exactly how it ends. I couldn't remember. I remembered what happens, but I couldn't remember the exact ending, basically, if he got away with it or not. So I'm yeah. kind of into the movie more so now than I was. So my notes get more few and far between. Um, uh, the uh, Christian Slater says this school sucks. And I thought that was really fun on the radio. Yeah. Um, and it is so funny that one of the big beds are the FCC who like today have no jurisdiction because like even the, that I don't know what they would what they do today. I fucking love the fact not only is it footloose or uh Pelusian? Yeah. Uh not only is it Teen Wolf Dad. Yeah. But he has a fucking limo. Oh yeah. Well he's like he's uh a Republican senator. He's like a yeah, what does he say? He's got imagine a uh, imagine a fucking political hack being in charge of free speech in America. I'll bet he was the guy in high school who took names when the teacher was out. (laughs) I love it. Uh, and then that's when they played the hello dad happy birthday I'm in jail and they also played the concrete blonde version of everybody knows which is like thematically very cool to play a slower different version well this is the big thing because all the heat's coming down Mm -hmm. all around yep you know so he uh, they he goes to radio shack buys a bunch of equipment 
and rigs up his mom's Jeep yeah. to essentially be mobile. A, a mobile radio a mobile station. radio station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, of course, Samantha drives because apparently uh, Christian Slater's license was suspended at the time. That's right. Oh, is that true? That's fine. Yeah. For you know why? Little, uh, oh, I thought it was maybe because he took a gun on a plane. That's a fun story. Um, well, you could back then. The way that uh, I. Oh, that's when I say I have no memory of how this movie ends, and it's exhilarating because in that moment I could not. They're driving around. The FCC is still looking for him. The cops are looking for him. Everybody's in the parking lot listening, and he's just going on his thing. We're all worried. We're all in pain. High school is the bottom. We got to remember that. Uh, there's a thing he said earlier with Malcolm, and that literally was like not a thing yet, but now is like a whole. He told Malcolm that it gets better, and he's like, yeah. uh, like that's true. He's like, um the whole world is longing and healing and even the tree, uh, the whole world is longing for healing. Even the trees, the earth themselves. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly where we're still at today. Yeah. Uh, it's nuts. Um, uh, and then the, that's when the, the, the teacher, the uh, little shop of horrors teacher, she goes to the school before she leaves and steals it like proof basically they have this scam going and then in the, in the um, parking lot at this point, which this school is like for how dirty it's uh Footloosean actions mm-hmm. have been like is leaving a trail everywhere of how dumb they are and how oh, rotten yeah, they yeah. are. Because not only that fucking early on in the movie, Harry is taking his dad, his dad worked for the school board yep. and he's taking school sensitive papers yep. from his dad to like Doc's uh, fucking guidance counselor and stuff. That's right. And the way, oh boy, when he calls the guidance counselor, that's earlier in the movie but when he calls yeah. him, how excited the guidance counselor is. <laughs> yeah, I almost felt bad for to him. To be interviewed on the radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was a pawn. You could tell. Oh, yeah. He, he, you could I, tell he was a pawn. Even at the in, end. In, yeah. In the principal's Lucian scheme. Mm-hmm. He, he says that it was for the good of the school is what that guy says. Um, because so then she she shows up and it, like in front of uh, Mark's dad is like, this is the scheme they're running. Here's the proof. And she's like, and he's and she's like, you can't bring me down. And he's like, oh, no, actually, I can. You're fired. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, you can't fire me. I just loved how it, it's like that thing when like the the evil guy loses power, the bad guy loses power. Yeah. And they can't believe it, even though that's what they've been doing to everybody else the whole time. Yeah. Um. Like, even without the hard, hairy part, like, that whole storyline is great. The way yeah. that she gets her come up. Very Orwellian. Very, almost Footloosean, if you will. Uh, did you ever see Black Hawk Down? Uh, no, I saw the porn parody, Black Cock Up. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, is that when Ewan McGregor and his buddy ride their motorcycles? <laughs> yep. Uh, Black Hawk Down, I think that movie is very Fallujian. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not right. It's in Kosovo. Fuck. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I so, love. Yeah. I absolutely love the the whole world is long speech. for healing. Uh, that's, and th- that's and like he, the speech of the movie. They really catch him. Drives in the ethos. Mm-hmm. They arrest him, and then the last things he's saying is like, "Spill your guts out, say Talk shit, hard. and fuck a million times if you want to." And then, as he's getting, he gets arrested, and as the, he's getting put in the truck. Uh, he yells, talk hard. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then it's basically started the revolution. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool ending where it's like, 
Hi, you're listening to yeah, uh, DD like this. Yeah, DD's radio in yeah. Sacramento, and uh-huh. oh, like, hey, Colin, this is the real talk. We're in Denver, Colorado. Like, and hey, whole coming time, from Des Moines, Iowa, mm-hmm. Footloose Talk, the nostalgic front. Yeah, of Brooklyn, New York. Like, it's very like very uh, V for Vendetta or uh, fucking uh, Shea Guerrero. Yeah, you know, it's Hydra. Just, yeah, you cut off one head, a million more grow. You know? Exactly, like um, he, like he, the movement in the end is much bigger. Yeah, than uh, it's not the Harry. moment. Yeah, it's not yeah, the moment. Exactly. The movement. Um, the people's revolution is going to be a podcast. And what's great about it is that while all that's happening, the beautiful song is playing over the credits, uh, which is uh, "Talk Hard" by John C. Riley. <laughs> Talk hard. <laughs> I'm glad you worked that in. I know. There were a couple times I was thinking about it. Boy. So, uh, I think we really fucking talked it. We did. We Dude, talked hard. I got to say, Christian Slape Roll. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, we may have to change the spelling. Yeah. So it's like Slay Roll. Oh, like we're slaying? Like we're yes queening? I'm I, I'm really like digging these episodes. I Me think too. we're. When we're picking fun movies. I think we're talking about them good. I, yeah. I, I think we're on a good roll here. We got a good, we got a good new energy here. It's very, uh, it's very Footloosean nowadays. <laughs> we really figured out the podcast. Now, here's something I thought of earlier, and I've made a note because I feel like it might be a good thing to leave in this segment on is, uh, are we just doing Let's Ruin Our Childhood now? <laughs> Well, that's the show, Brandon Ream. Oh man, it was great pumping up, pumping up the volume. It was great. That was yeah. I, really happy. I and also I loved. I you know I really liked Heather's. I really uh-huh. liked Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, I loved this movie. Yeah, um, I loved I, them all for different reasons. Me too. Me too. They, yeah. Yeah, and so this was a very fun episode to do. Um, I like this style we're on. This run we're on. Think, Where yeah. even if it's, I mean, if it was a TV show, if it was something different, I like the way we're talking about this. I think it's fun to listen to. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say also, like, this whole month, like, all of these movies are just really, they're like, not fake, you know? You mean Felucian? Yes. Yes. Uh, you get it. Yeah, right. I get it. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Christian Sleepers have been very fun. Um, I'll t- I'll say this now. This is the part where I, I we kind of t- I kind of started on this a while back, but uh, I, at the end of an episode, and then we riffed a joke and it got out of it. But um, boy, I'm having so much more fun with the podcast now. I'm oh, so yeah. glad we did this switch up. Um, I like, and, and I want to stress that I wasn't. I've looked forward to every one of these. Now. Yes. You know how often I've also like not looked forward to what podcasts. Oh, no, I'm yeah. just saying that like, because it was like a. I haven't topic... looked forward to all of them. You know. Yeah. Or sometimes it's like you feel a little pressured, you know? Well, there's a difference between... Like I'm not between... being authentic. It's, it, it's work. Wait, it's work. Yeah. And sometimes you're stoked about work, and sometimes you're like, ah, fuck, it's just work. I have to do it. And we definitely have had fun size episodes, and eh, to a lesser extent, guest episodes, but recording regardless of the guest, where it's like, ugh, we got to record today. Ugh, we got to record this weekend, but we don't want to because the world's falling apart. This... This style of recording and these style of episodes, one a week, even though even though our recording oh, sessions yeah, are our, longer, our preparedness, yeah, you know, it watching this movie doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like work. I like the the prospect of sitting down. And we may have to wipe those other four hundred episodes. 
Oh, I've already done it, buddy. <laughs> nobody, nobody can find those, you know. Uh, I put them front to back. I threw them in the ocean. Uh, I did. I put them on a. I put them on a zoom, and then I ah. threw the zoom in the ocean. Uh, do you see that? That was going viral the other day on Twitter. Uh, what was your first MP3 player? Oh, my uh, LG chocolate phone. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had a, I had a Zune jukebox which held like 800 megabytes, so it was like and my huge. LG chocolate phone had a two gigabyte uh, mm. memory card in it. And, nice, uh, very very yeah. nice. Uh, my gosh. Okay, well, man. Uh, one week left of Christian April. How's your April? Yeah. How's your April going, by the way? It's going. You we're, know, we're both are getting vaccinated. We'll both be Look, vaccinated yeah. by the time it's done. Um, made, you, a, made, made a new casserole the other day. What did you make? Stuffed cabbage casserole. Gross, but I love the I love the work. Yeah. I, I don't want to eat it, but I'm I'm into it. Um, that's fun. We or I made grilled cheese yesterday. Stacy and I both are very hungry for grilled cheese, but didn't really want to go to the go to get some. Go to a restaurant. Yeah. But also, we didn't want to fucking do seamless or whatever DoorDash for a grilled cheese and French fries. It's like fifty bucks. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. So I made us some grilled cheeses. We ordered some French fries that was really cheap. And then grilled cheeses as opposed to liquid cheeses. Oh yeah. Uh, you know that grilled cheese is saves, right? Oh really? But, but Gretzky can score on the putback. Uh, and Lemieux would have been better if he never got injured. Or well, yeah. Or Hodgkin's lymphoma. Both of those things really hurt his career. Uh, yeah. Still, three Stanley Cups. Well, also, he lost all those years to where he had to go to uh, the Mushroom Kingdom and, oh, and yeah. save him Samantha and his Mathis. Him and his brother, Luigi Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's fun. Mario and Lemieux, but it's Mario and Luigi. But oh. ML. Uh, I saw there was a fun... Po- uh, this is not at all what I hate. I hate when the end of the show becomes this, but I also like yeah. the show. Uh, there was a Penguins game the other day where Sid the Kid lost his stick. That happens, you know? And he skates by the 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 bench, and the the team athletic guy, the the that guy, tosses him another stick. He gets the stick, skates down, and like a second later, scores a goal, and it, everybody goes nuts. And the guy that tossed him the stick, his dad was a penguin in the '90s, and like won both. So he's he's now just to do the works on the team. But it was really fun. It was a really fun experience. Was he the uh, one with the pebble? The Penguin with the Pebble in Central Park or whatever that movie is. I just yeah. remember that from Blockbuster. Uh, where can the listeners find you, bud? Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. That's right. Well, you find me... Uh... Going viral, probably. Yeah, right? You know, you're good at it, dude. How? Because you go viral fairly often with... You don't have that many more followers than I do. I don't have as many. I have less. Oh, you have less? Well, So what means is you must have more quality followers. Or more quality oh. content. That's very possible too. You just got better tweets. Uh, uh, my yeah, my stuff doesn't go viral very often. But uh, well, right I mean, now, I do have Rex Chapman and Jason Isbell. Whoa, you've got Rex Chapman. That fucker. That fucker can change your day. Uh, I watched an episode of Facts of Life the other night where the summary of the episode was: this was on Pluto TV, flipping through the channels on there, and the the summary of the episode was. Blair is horrified when she learns that her recently deceased grandfather was a segregationist and a member of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. what the hell? Gotta learn those facts of life. 
That's sometime. right. She kept giving Tootie I, stuff because she felt bad that her grandpa was a racist. I prefer. So she keeps giving Tootie like sweaters and scarves and shit. I prefer the nutrition facts of life. Oh yeah, yeah, riboflavin. I, I can look those up if you want. Please, yeah. Oh. Um, if you, if you think about it, the food pyramid is the uh, nutrifacts of life. It's just so sad thinking about how many people died making it, though. <laughs> they couldn't do it today. There was science, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Patrick Casey. That's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-A-G-S-E-I-E. Um, if you like the show, go buy a shirt. We just sold another shirt. Plus, my friend Shank bought a shirt, so that's great. Um, we have several out there. Um, uh, get on the Patreon. That really helps. Uh, you know, you hear that in the middle of the episode. We'll add your name to it, you know? Give us a dollar. Give us $2. Uh, Patreon.com. If it doesn't make sense to you how Patreon works, just look into it. Because it's really... I, I'm not... Again, everybody's at a different level. You don't have to do anything. We love you, That who people who already do. But if you're like, I'd like to support the show, I'll buy this shirt. I'll tell you what. Giving us 12 bucks every month, or giving us 12 bucks over a year, as opposed to buying one shirt that gives us like $4 now, I'd rather take the... $1 yeah. a month. Plus, uh, one of these months, pretty soon, we're going to be doing a uh, Patreon. Oh, month. yeah. We'll do all Patreon stuff where, like, if you're on the Patreon, you can suggest topics. Um, we'll answer your questions and stuff like that. So, um, look into that. Um, God, tell your friends uh, about the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, be cool. Never die. And as always, remember, if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.